Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Song to the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father, for the days that we're in, thank you for helping us to be able to see the things that are happening around us and to be able to talk about them, even to people that we don't even know for sure if they're believers, because it allows us to plant seeds in many, so many different ways to be able to open up conversation, to ask them questions that they may not have considered, to bring up the fact that the things that are happening today are very biblical. Um, Father, we just praise you for that because it allows many of us who otherwise might not have an avenue or an inward or, you know, a, a way to get through to people. It, it, it changes that dynamic. And we do want to wake up as many people as we can, Father, but at the same time, we also recognize that things are moving, while they're moving um, more comprehensively forward in a more dramatic manner, they are still clearly happening relatively slowly, which I guess would, uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt, thank you, Father, thank you, Jesus, it would help us to understand why the scripture would say they would be giving and taking in marriage, uh, and essentially, essentially implying that people simply would not see it coming. And all the warnings from Jesus where he said over and over again, in so many different ways, watch ye therefore, that we need to keep our eyes on the balls that were on the end times, uh, biblical end times timeline, to understand the things that are happening, how they line up so perfectly with the warnings that we were given in the Olivet Discourse, knowing that the one thing in the Olivet Discourse in Mark 13, Luke 21, Matthew 24, that was a differentiator amidst all of the warnings was to be watchful of when Israel is completely surrounded by our enemies, which is not yet. I mean, we can make that argument from a geographic standpoint, but certainly not from a militaristic standpoint. And we are getting to that place where it could happen at any time. But in the midst of so much turmoil, so much uh, supply chain interruption, so many indicators from uh, global leaders that uh, may not be a part of the World Economic Forum, but may be, uh, let's just say, informed or have insider information, but nevertheless are all saying the same thing. Uh, Barclay CEO coming out and saying that, you know, essentially implying that we have, uh, you know, a forthcoming uh, financial crisis that is uh, looming and imminent 
and and uh, just so many pundits, experts, more than ever before, more than what we were seeing between 2004, 2018, and 19. But now we're seeing so many come forward across the world and warn of essentially, for lack of a better term, impending doom. And to us, that is not impending doom. To us, it is glorious. And we cannot wait for the day that the things get just absolutely horrible. We cannot wait for the day that the revelation of Psalm, uh, I'm sorry, Revela- uh, Revelation chapter 6, I believe it's verse 3, maybe 2 or 3, where, t- where the uh, realization of the global financial collapse is no longer just something that we're watching in our rearview mirror, but something that is, you know, beyond any shadow of doubt has taken over the world, caused the collapse of the petrodollar, and really ushers in and begins uh, the, you know, it takes us from a place where we could say, hey, we're in the, you know, wars and rumors of wars period, and, and beyond any shadow of a doubt, we see the missiles flying. We see the parachutes coming down from the sky. We see the planes, uh, the TU-95 bombers uh, approaching from over the Arctic uh, across Canada to enter into the, the uh, bombing zones of the United States. Father, we, we, you know, for those of us who are looking forward to the time that we can be standing before our Lord Jesus, who are looking forward to the time that we can break free of this absolute prison that we're stuck in, trying to keep uh, food on our tables, trying to maintain daily life. Father, we are looking forward more than anything to the time that we can stand before Jesus, the time that we can dedicate our uh, every breathing moment to serving you, uh, to be able to go to people that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to reach and be able to let just just walk, you just say to them, Jesus, and they will know immediately that the things that are happening around us are not just happenstance. They're not accidental. It's not just because of one thing or another thing, but it's because of the grand plan of our Heavenly Father and how this world is going to be ultimately brought to its knees so the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can rise up and in all of his glory, uh, hopefully with us chosen as part of his bride, hopefully as part of uh, those who are uh, chosen as part of the barley harvest, the first watch, the first fruits, in the name of Jesus, and be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you, Lord Jesus, right before you, not not, not sent out to into the country mansion area standing right there before you uh, to, in the area that a lot of people call the second heaven. I would just simply refer to it as Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to an innumerable company of angels and just men made perfect. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Hebrews 12:22. We praise you and we ask you in Jesus' name, if there is anything in us that is unclean, anything in us that is not pursuing you, examining ourselves, and uh, praying for continuous, uh, con- you know, uh, confessing of our sins and praying for continuous forgiveness and, 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 and the opportunity to, to uh, always be drawing in closer. We ask you, Lord, to please reveal it to us, to slap us upside the head, to do whatever is necessary to test us, to refine us with the refiner's fire, whatever it takes, Father, if it's, if, it, if, it's a, if it's a beating outside the back of the barn, let it happen to us now. Let us not miss this opportunity because this opportunity will not happen again ever in the history of the entire and all of the universes the entire kingdom of god we praise you father for this opportunity we thank you for helping us along the journey we thank you for forgiving us as we dork it up along the way and we pray that you will forever make us stronger awaken our hearts and our minds empower us father god both physically and also spiritually that we are able to serve you to the maximum capacity that you established and wrote in our books since before there was time 
in accordance with Psalm 139, 16, Ephesians 2, 10. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. God, thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you ready? Ah, you guys, you're always, you always kind of get pushed to the back most of the time, don't you? You're like thankful that you even get squeezed in most of the time, huh? Wow. I know, it's crazy. But, you know, tonight, uh, we don't have as many apocalyptic headlines as normally. Um, I think it's because we're, we're in that, you know, it's, I don't know, if I could draw it, if I, if I had like a visual and I could draw it kind of like a graph with peaks and valleys and almost like, you know, some kind of a, you know, NASDAQ report or whatever, um, you know, it, 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 we, we always seem to have, at least over the last couple of years, we have these events, whatever they may be, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the, uh, you know, the booster shots, um, man, it is just heartbreaking to see the people that are getting affected by that stuff. You know, and and a lot of people don't know what's happening to them. You know, they see signs, they see, you know, uh, what what would you call it? Symptoms of various different varieties. It's almost like a um, a really sad thing to to be pretty knowledgeable about biology and and immunodeficiencies and things like that, and know what the signs and symptoms are, because when you see them happening all around you, it's 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 a bummer. It's sad. And there's a lot of people that are just unreachable. They just, they're unbelievers. They don't want you to, you know, they're, they're on their own and they're bullheaded. And unfortunately, we just have to take each one of those events at face value, continue to pray fervently for them. It's a sad thing, though. I can see why Jesus would call it the beginning of sorrows. 
And I, I could see why the, the, the implication of that would be that we're entering into the Soros period, because certainly that isn't true. Um, but yes, beyond any shadow of a doubt, I mean, like even today, just as an example, I had um, today was over. You know, every, I think just about every day I have is I guess God just wants to keep me insanely busy for. And yeah, and I get a little bit help here and there, but it never works out quite the way I wanted to. And um, and I end up invariably having to overstuff jam pack, uh, you know, any given day with an impossible agenda of things that I, you know, I got to drop off my dry clean. I got to pick up my dry clean. I got to do it before I leave on the plane flight. I got to schedule my plane ticket. Oh no, I got to uh, go over to U- the, the UPS store and I got to drop this off because I'm running out of time. And if I don't, I won't get my $30 back for the bad battery that Amazon told me. And I got to run over to the, to the post office because these shoes that I bought from uh, such and such a place look like they were really nice and good dress shoes. And then I get them and they look like these plastic clod hoppers from the bowels of Sheol. And, and, and I got to return this and I got to return that. Oh no, and some more things came in and I, I got to cut open all these boxes. Then I got to throw away all the box of material. And then I got to slice up all the little bubbles that are inside of there because they won't fit in anything. And then I got to run over here and do this and do that and reschedule this and reschedule that and call this person and call that person. And then, you know, you know, but such is the day, such as any given day in my life. <sighs> Dry cleaning, UPS store, post office. And all of them have follow-up things you got to do. Ah, well, it's a lot of fun. Isn't, it, isn't life just Jim Danny? But I praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We just got to keep on praising them. We got to look for the positive things no matter what they are. Now, it might be something that you just loathe. You loathe doing it. The very thought of having to do it makes you want to grab the Pepto-Bismol and run away. But you have to convert that. You have to hold that thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, which is to have joy in your heart. Flip it around. And praise God, you know, and if you got to pray about it because it's something that's bad, you don't want it to happen or something that could turn bad or could, you know, whatever you got to, you know, praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I praise you right now in front of every, every single listener's program. I praise you for stabilizing my schedule. I praise you for stabilizing my schedule in such a manner that I don't have to jump on an airplane every two weeks. I praise you, Father God, that after I return from Las Vegas, uh, the diddly, diddly, diddly thing that I got to do for this mega, super, quadrillion dollar company, I praise you, Jesus, and I thank you, Father, for stabilizing my life and slowing down the amount of travel that I have to do. I praise you for it because I believe it. I praise you for it, Father God, in Jesus' name, because I have prayed for it. I praise you, Father God, because I know that you are going to give it to me. And if you don't give it to me right away, you will give it to me eventually. And maybe it's the the method that you're going to use to help me to lose more weight because I doggone sure need to lose more weight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So whatever your will is, Father, your will be done. And I am joyful because of it. I am joyful that I am not out in the streets hungrily wa- walking around with a, uh, you know, a small bag in my hands hoping that somebody will give me a dollar and instead of blaming me for having two nights of Paris sneakers. Yeah. Welcome to planet prison, planet Earth. Shape-shifting, reptilian, alien, demon, freaky, freakazoid, upside-down. Why isn't Obama, Fauci, Gates, and all the rest of them in jail? Why aren't they hanging from a tree? Why? 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 I know what. Ben Glenn Beck knows Nothing why. happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Thank you, Mr. Beck. We appreciate your cameo appearance on the Golden JIB Studios sponsored, which means it's sponsored by nobody. Uh, 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 you know, tribulation now, which we can well, we can finally say we can finally say that it's tribulation now. 
you know, that's a big, that's a big rock off my chest. You know, it's really bothering me, the whole idea of that, oh my gosh, you know, how can I with a straight face say it's tribulation now? And, but you know what? It is like that chart thing. You got the pandemic and then it hits the peak and then everybody's saying, oh, you know, you can all work remotely. We're never going to come back to the office. We're seeing the value proposition having everybody work remotely because of the cost of real estate. And we've done these analysis and Forbes comes out with an article and then another article comes out and everybody comes to an agreement. And then all the workforce decides they're going to save some money. So they move 25, 30 miles away from their workplace because they got a guarantee from their lying, their lying bosses, liars. Now they're all being called back into the office. Now they're all being called back into the office. Now, now with the gas prices at 450 on the average across the United States of Babylon, the great per, per gallon, these poor people that move 30, 40, 50 miles further away so they could live a little bit more decently because they were promised that they could work remotely were flat-out dog-faced lied to by their bosses, which, by the way, anybody who trusts a word that comes out of your employer's mouth ever is a fool. I'm sorry, but you're a foolish, foolish, foolish person. I've lived a long life and worked for some of the best companies, quote, 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 in the whole wide world. I can tell you that as a fact, and believe you me, they all lie. Boy, do they lie. They make lying like – you know, they're like – they, they're so lying that they – I think they're in strong competition with CNN. And Fox right behind them. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and it's sad. So now these poor people are like, you know, 50, 60, 70, you know, an hour and a half journey to work every single day. They're getting called back into the office. They don't have any other alternatives. The economy is starting to crash uh, little by little by little by little, way too slow for my liking. And then here they are having to spend $250 a month on their gas tank. Boy, that worked out really well, didn't it? That's, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, so look at the situation. It's kind of it's kind of kind of a bummer for a lot of people. Praise God. So we need to be cognizantly, very cognizantly aware of our individual blessings and, you know, just praising God and meaning it from the bottom of our heart. I honestly believe with all of my heart that if you are not really joyful in your heart and praiseful. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to have those times. I had one of those times yesterday. I admit it. I raised my hand. I don't even know where it came from. I don't know if it was a demonic assault. I don't know if it was some kind of a witch coven assault. I don't know if it was my own personal weakness. I really don't even know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't even have a guess. All I can say is yesterday I got up off the wrong side of the bed, and that's understatement. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. And, um, but everything that I'm talking about right now is what I would have liked to have been able to do, but I was just so overwhelmed, which we all go through, with – I can't explain it. I woke up depressed. I woke up frustrated. I woke up like, what am I still doing here? And I couldn't seem to shake it the whole day long. It was really taking me, and I was like, man, this is going against everything that I've been learning, all the cognitive behavioral therapy that I convert over to Jesus, stuff and biblical you know, practices. And, and uh, you know, yesterday I had a whopper of a day. I just didn't, it was a crummy day just from the beginning to the end. Was it my fault? I don't know. I, you know, and I'll sit in there, I'll pace the floor and think about it and wonder if I could have done something different or what, could, what I could have done. What could I have done? And, and I wonder, I wonder. Now, today went pretty well. Um, so, but we do got to fight it. We got to fight it. We got to, you know, um, expect, expect the worst and hope for the best. I mean, really. And that includes God's testing because sometimes the worst will be in the form of God's testing, our refining. It isn't easy. 
It's not meant to be easy. You don't become a Navy SEAL by, you know, by somebody walking out and saying, hey, congratulations for coming to the Navy SEAL graduation party. Here's a bottle of whiskey and a certificate. It doesn't work like that. You know, you got to like, you know, get dropped off in the middle of five foot seas and on a frosty cold night when, you know, thermal, thermal, whatever, you know, uh, you know, kicks in about 20, you know, seconds after you get dropped into the freezing ocean and then have to swim five miles into the, you know, and then, hey, you don't make it. Ah, oh, well, no problem. We got form letters we can send your parents. You know, little Johnny didn't make it through SEAL training. Ding, 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 ding. But, you know, that's kind of like what we have to go through, really. I mean, when you consider the fact that, that the vast majority of churchianity, the vast majority of Christians across the world don't even understand what the purpose of the wise and foolish virgins are. They don't understand the various players in the end times, and neither do their pastors. And neither does the 3995 DVD set that they got from their favorite preacher out there that, get, you know, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. I'm finally going to learn about the book of Revelation. Yahoo! And they sit down and they, they come out of it just as completely clueless as they were before they bought it in the first place. But they don't realize it, and they think, oh, wow, I really really get it now. I mean, any second now, they're going to build the Solomon's Temple on the Al-Aqsa Mosque. I'm expecting a bunch of bearded Jews to go up on the Al-Aqsa Mosque uh, with a big old rubber hammer and start tearing that thing down any second now because they got to make room for the building materials that nobody can get because the entire global supply chain is dorked up. But we're going to build the Solomon's Temple. Because if we don't build the Solomon's Temple first, Jesus can't come back. So in the meantime, we're just going to go out and happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, and do whatever we want to do and be happy Christians and run up and down the, the aisles of our churches with our flags and everything because we know that Solomon's Temple hasn't been built. And we're completely clueless how supply chains work. And all we believe is what we see on CNN and Fox. And our pastor's jumping up and down, jumping up and down, jumping up and down in front of all of his American flags and, and telling everybody, glory be to Jesus, happy, happy Jesus, Jesus, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy. And everybody in the entire congregation is utterly clueless. They have no idea because their own preacher has no idea. And they're just sitting around, you know, are they watching for Jesus to come back? Do they even see the times? Maybe they see a few things. Maybe they might whisper, hey, what do you think about this? Well, I don't really know. Some of these things seem a little bit weird. What about the food supply chain? I heard that there's a fertilizer shortage. Are there still ships out there, container ships off the coast of Los Angeles? I don't know. I think there might be. I mean, a few of them seem to get stuck in the Panama Canal. I don't even know about these rare earth minerals. That thing really bothers me. Rare earth minerals. The guy that came over to my house today to fix my cable TV, it wasn't really broken. It was just like a box. It was a set-top box. That's what, whatever, I'm not going to get into all, but it, it was dark. It was black. There were no lights on the thing. So I said, okay, well, obviously, it's, you know, and I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I pulled the plug out, waited 10 seconds, put it back in. Still no lights. Well, the guy comes to the house, <laughs> and he's like, um, I said, I'm really surprised you came to the front door without bringing an extra box with you because you're just going to have to go back to your van and grab another box because that's what's wrong. He's like, well, I have to follow this procedure, and it takes a while for me to do all the steps of the procedure, which, by the way, included disconnecting my entire house and all of the Wi-Fi, all of the cameras, all of the things that I need to do my job for these major mega companies, with, which have deadlines associated with them and meetings that I have to attend. But he just goes out there because it's part of his procedure and unplugs my entire house from Wi-Fi. All he needed to do was put a new box in the place of the dead box. I mean, an ass monkey could do that. You wouldn't even have to offer it a banana. It would do it willingly. I felt sorry for the guy. 
I really did. I mean, I looked at him and I said, you do realize that all these steps that you're going through are an absolute total waste of time. And he looked at me kind of, you know, kind of like a beaten, wet dog in a rainy day. And he said, you know, he couldn't like impeach his company it could get him in trouble right but you could see the look in his eyes and he knew he was wasting time he knew that all this stuff was unnecessary he knew i could he could just put a box there he knew he didn't have to disconnect my house and dork up my whole day okay but he went through all the steps know what it was it was the power supply to the little dumb old box just like i told him the second that he showed up on the front door but whatever, you know, so what? I have 35 years of advanced electronics and whatever, but that's okay. He's got to go through his procedures. And I felt, like I said, I felt sorry for him, but he finally got it fixed. But here's the thing that was interesting. The thing that was really interesting was that, you know, of course, I'm sure what cued him in and opened the door for him to even comment in this realm of subject matter was that he saw i mean how it's unavoidable you cannot come up uh, the box that needed to be replaced was in the master bedroom so he had to come upstairs and see the golden gib studios which is of course is full of everything like you know area 51 do not enter uh, you could be shot on site blah 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 you know i mean it's just you know the whole uh gib studios um jesus you know for those of you who've never heard me say it it's golden jib studios i took that from rush limbaugh you know except i added it jib jesus and broadcasting praise god but anyway here's the thing he come, you know he, he had to seen all the signs and all, and it's like danger do not enter you know aliens you know and all this kind of stuff look out you know and uh area 51 and uh you were entering s4 or whatever the case is i don't i don't even know all the different things i have up but when he saw you know that kind of clues him in you know, they're like, wow, this guy's an experience, you know, this guy's a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist extraordinaire. You know, so um, I never really say anything to him about it, you know, but they I do find that people, strangers, you know, cable guys, things like that that come over to the house, open up really quick. And they start saying things like, so he tells me this, get this, that the rare earth mineral shortage associated with Russia, China, Owning all of them, and I know there's a couple of mines in Africa, but China owns them anyway. They they bought them and took them took them over. So there's a monopoly in China and Russia. So I mean, really, it's kind of game over already. I mean, think about it. This dude from Spectrum Cable, who is obviously pretty senior, looked like he was pretty close to my age, which makes him like older than dirt. And Moses is like, dang, if I only looked that good. But anyway, so you know, it's like. But he's looking at me and he's saying, you know, we can't get the, the rare earth minute. We can't make our stuff. We can't get new cable boxes. We can't do the most basic spectrum cable stuff. We're literally driving across town and robbing from Peter to pay Paul out of the back of vans because somebody might have a spare XYZ box because they don't have any new ones. Because there's no rare earth minerals, there's no chips, there's no stuff that they need. The foundational microchips, circuitry, and stuff, electronic stuff that they need to continue to make their stuff. Again, don't forget, the Mustang plant up in Michigan shut down. I forget the name of the plant. I don't know if there's a second one, but I know that one shut down. How many more? We don't know. How many more? what, What else? Is military equipment? Think about it. We're giving all of our military equipment over to Ukraine now. I mean, anybody can see that. I mean, it doesn't take a, you know, you don't even need a degree in, you know, intellectual uh, inabilities to be able to see that. That's so obvious. 
So we go over to Afghanistan. We kill off pretty much the vast majority of our top-notch SEALs and, and, and military uh, experienced military personnel for no good reason at all. We set them up for failure. Um, I don't know how much you know about some of the bases and where those bases were set up, but a, a large number, a noteworthy number of the military bases that were established in uh, garbage, a stand, whatever, uh, they put them in valleys. Yeah, they actually put the base camps right in the valleys. <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute. Uh, let me scratch my head here. Where's Mickey Mouse? Maybe Donald Duck? I mean, I need to confer with somebody who knows a little bit more about the basic military uh, ops than whoever put the base here. Uh, it's just unbelievable. It was a setup. It was a slaughter. And then, um, and then, of course, we leave like billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of our top equipment that we really, really, really need. Okay, but nevertheless, we would have just given it to the Ukraine anyway. But now, guess what? We're giving it all to Ukraine, and we can't replace it. Why? There's a chip shortage. There's a rare earth elements shortage. Can't do it. Can't make them. Everybody's at a stall. Game over. They're, they're, they're like basically saying, well, you know, we can't make any more jets. We can't make any more military equipment. We can't make any more tanks. No more Abrams A1. We can't do any more SM3 missiles. We can't do this. We can't do that. But let's expand NATO, send everything over there. Let's go ahead and give everything over to, to the Nazis in, in the Ukraine, uh, you know, and while Biden is shaking hands with the air and, and, and leaving, you know, animal droppings all over the West Wing at 1 o'clock in the morning because of Ritalin more off. I and mean, it's just unbelievable the, the, the state of the world that we're in right now. I mean, you just can't put these things in words. But to have the cable guy be, you know, aware, kind of a long shot. So my estimation based upon what I'm seeing and also the people that I'm talking to at work, people, people that I'm talking to pretty much everywhere or whenever I get out, and I prefer not to get out because I don't want to go out there where all that is. But if I've got to go out, well, then, you know, it, it, it's inevitable that at some point or another, I'll probably end up, you know, asking a question that one thing will lead to another, et cetera, et cetera. But every, I think people are awake. I don't think they're awake as they need to be. But I think as a general rule, people are – I see evidence. In fact, I see evidence uh, on uh, various social uh, media feeds where the – I'll just say the common folk, uh, perhaps a mixture of unbelievers or really, 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 really super ultra baby Christians who think that they're going to heaven because they go to church one time a year. Which maybe they will. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it's up to Jesus. I would wish for you to either be cold or hot, but it's because you are lukewarm that I vomit you out of my mouth. So maybe it's better for you to be, I don't know, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to impeach anybody, but I'm just going to say, you know, some of these people you see on TV that are very famous, and they're like, you know, telling everybody to pray Psalm 91. Well, good for them, but they don't understand what Psalm 91 is about, and they don't understand the entitlement and the requirements to be qualified for it, but that's okay. At least they said something about the Bible. Hallelujah. But anyway, it, it, you know that chart I was referring to, and i got to get, get going on with the program and stay on course tonight, but um, that chart I was talking to, it's kind of like a wavery chart. You know, you got this peak that goes up. Think of it like a stock chart, you know, and then the pandemic. Oh, no, pandemic this, pandemic that, this, that, and the other thing. Operation, uh, you know, uh, deadly shot, you know, Donald Trump. You know, we got to we gotta start uh, Operation Deadly Shot in the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's the ticket. That'll get me reelected. Uh, Operation Deadly Shot. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'll make as many. I'll, I'll have General Motors convert just like they did in World War II. Instead of building tanks, we're going to have General, Murder, General Motors change their name to General Murders, and then they're going to put 
put out a whole bunch of uh, uh, yeah, yeah, respirators. That's it. And we'll jam tubes down people's throats that don't need anything except a bunch of hydroxychloroquine. Uh, but that's okay. And then they'll all die. And I'll get reelected because it was the right political thing to do. <sighs> well, anyway chart kind of it goes to a peak it gets really bad everybody's like telling a bunch of lies you don't have to come to work you know we're going to work remotely all blah 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 everybody gets in a worse financial condition they don't realize they're doing it they think they're setting themselves up for a positive situation then they get called back in all this kind of stuff cascading all the people that were told hey you got rental forgiveness hey you got mortgage forgiveness mortgage forgiveness rental forgiveness that you don't have to pay you don't have to pay you don't have to pay then all of a sudden it's like Time to pay. And they're like, oh, no. And all of a sudden the mortgage, you know, you know, and foreclosure, foreclosure, uh, you know, sheriff's constables are showing up at their houses, knocking on their door, saying, sorry, got to evict you. You got three days are already up. And you're sitting there with your four kids behind you going, oh, what am I going to do now? And all these things are cascading at an exponential rate logarithmically on that chart, but they're happening in the background. And once in a while, you'll get a little bit of a he- you know, heads up, and you'll see uh, a report or something, maybe World Net Daily, whatever the case is, and they'll come out forward, and they'll be like, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, a mortgage, uh, uh, you, know, uh, um, uh, you know, a recall uh, emergency, and people are losing their homes, and they start putting statistics up in a couple of tables, and you're like going, and then, you know, then it hits you. Finally, somebody's reporting on what you already knew was going to happen that you've been talking about for the last couple of years. And, but, but it's only this teeny-weeny little inkling of a report. They never really give you the real numbers. And I honestly don't think they know the raw numbers. I really don't think they know how many people are now homeless as a result of the pandemic-related you know, rent and mortgage forgiveness activity. A perfectly planned out satanic method for kicking people out into the streets and destroying even an already fragile and, uh, and, and, and fiat economy. But, oh, well, you know, and everybody's kind of like going, well, you know, eh, oh, and anyway, whatever. Praise God. But, you know, all the different emergencies, the Ukraine. Remember when the Ukraine first started out? Oh, my gosh, it was the end of the day. I mean, my goodness, it didn't matter. MSNBC, whatever channel you turn to, it didn't matter. Boom, boom, boom. It's the end of the day. There, you know, I remember I was live on the air and Hannity was going, there are bombs going off in downtown Kiev right now. And I'm like looking at six feeds, six live video feeds of downtown Kiev on live webcams, and there isn't so much as a pop gun going off. Then at that point, I was like, I'm never listening to Hannity again, because he's reading from a script the same as the rest of them are. And I'm tired of it, so I won't listen anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm really super duper close to just calling up Spectrum and say, come on, get your set-top boxes. Carry them on out of here. I think I'll just use my Amazon Fire TV from now on. Because between that and the Internet – oh, and by the way, for those of you who are annoyed to death by those – you're trying to look at you know, the Wall Street Journal or some kind of an article, listen very carefully to what I'm going to tell you. I think this is cool to know. <clears throat> so if you, you know, got these pop-up messages and things that slide halfway up and say, you've got to subscribe in order to be able to see this. Now, there are two methods to get around that. Method number one is that you highlight the headline, right-click, and say, search for that, that headline. It's right, right-click and search for that headline. It'll show up in your drop-down menu. Then you go to an alternative site that doesn't charge you or doesn't want you to subscribe, and then you can read the article. It's almost a, it, it, invariably it's a repeat of the original article. It's just one site wants to charge you and the other site doesn't. Now I'm going to tell you something really cool. 
It turns out all those doggone things that get in your way that you, keep you from being able to read the article, whatever they are, splash screens, big old signs, whatever they are, they show up right in the middle of your web screen, and you're like going, holy caramba, all I wanted to read was three sentences, and this thing is you know, bouncing around in front of me trying to get me to, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, buy baby formula or whatever. And, and so I'm hooking you up big time right now. If there's one reason to listen to this particular program, you're about to hear that reason right now. All right, get this. If you use the Chrome browser, you can go out and search for what's known as an extension and add it to your Chrome browser. So you would type into Google or whatever, extension, disable, JavaScript. Extension, disable, JavaScript. One word, J-A-V-A-S-C-R-I-P-T, I guess, yeah, script. It puts the coolest little button at the top of your Chrome browser. So when you go to a website and it pops up all these pop-up windows and all these things that are getting in your way and telling you you got to pay all this money just because you don't want to read like one paragraph of one little article, whatever. You click the beautiful, lovely, sweet, awesome little button that says disable JavaScript. You just click it and all that evil stuff goes away. It just goes, and it's a regular website again. Thank me tomorrow when you try it out. But anyway, back to the, the, the chart. So the point is, I find this so irritating that, you know, I just, I don't know. I want to. I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to admit what I want to do because uh, it's probably a sin. So I, I, I think I'll avoid even admitting what I feel like doing when, you know, it's frustrating. It's maximum, mega, unbelievable. If the maximum frustration meter pegs at, on a 10, okay, this one shoves it all the way over to 18 and breaks the meter. But anyway, the, the, the thing is each one of these major cataclysmic events – it, it's like it goes up, 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 and then it hits a peak, it hits a peak, it hits a peak, like the opening of a stock market, a new stock. Oh, wow, this is great. Amazon's just open. Or, oh, wow, this is great. Uh, true this or whatever. But then it kind of comes down, kind of just like, I don't know, bobbles a little bit and just goes on, almost kind of gets a little bit forgotten over time. I mean, to us who are awake and aware, it's very, very frustrating. We still see the reports that Pfizer is getting authorizations to inject this evil, just satanic evil into little children. All the while, they're basically saying the pandemic is over and they're lifting all the restrictions and all this other stuff. But they still want to kill the children. I mean, after all, why? You know, not. I mean, why wouldn't they want to kill the children? It's the greatest opportunity in the world for these guys. They hate the. It, anyway, that's a whole other. These are some sick. But any, if you listen to this program at, at any length at all, you should know that. And even if you don't listen to this program, you listen to other programs, you probably know that too. 
But all these events, whether it be the Ukraine, whether it be the Russian, Russia going through, you know, uh, uh, I forget who the name, Sergei, whatever, uh, Shogu, I think it was, that did the announcement in front of the, I mean, he did a whole like one hour long presentation, very detailed with a lot of evidence up on a projector and everything in front of the United Nations about all the bioweapons labs. They're planning on doing another one, too. They're trying to get somebody's attention. If I, while the camera was only pointing to the Shogu dude, okay, while he was doing that presentation, I wish they would have panned the camera around the United Nations room because my hunch is there's probably nobody there because they don't care. They could care less. They know doggone well about those bioweapons. They know doggone well that they're in bed with the most evil people on the face of the earth. They know doggone well what they're doing when they're handing off over virtually all of the military equipment that it could ever – You know, they know what they're doing. And that is why so many of the countries that are part of the European Union are saying, fooey on you. We refuse to participate in this noise. Uh, we're not going to do it. We're not going to be part of it. We've got to secede from the European Union. And there's, I mean, it's, just, oh, it's just unbelievable. But the, each one of the events Put your hands on one of them. Food shortages. Facilities burning to the ground. Um, catastrophic climate change events such as flooding, fires, etc., causing situations whereby crops that would normally grow very easily in certain regions of the world can't grow at all. Um, shipping lanes backed up all the way to high heaven. I mean, you know, uh, COVID-19 intolerance, you know, where China gets to do what they do the best, which is beat up and kill and, you know, torture their own people. Believe me, they're pointing at us, too. They can't wait that they can get our hands on us. But then they shut down their two biggest shipping ports, which, of course, causes more of a backup. I'm sure that was by accident. Oh, yeah, you know, there was a seven-year-old that had a sniffle, must be COVID. Send in the tanks to Tiananmen Square! So when you put your hands on, you know, it, you make yourself an imaginary map in your own mind of all the big – you have big, big events. The truth of the matter is they're – essentially they're all big events. Okay, some of them are made up of lots of little significant events and other ones are just gigantamundous events in and of themselves, like the pandemic, like the Ukraine situation. Every one of them has fallout. Every one of them is a type of economic nuclear bomb, global thermonuclear, whatever you want to call it, with a cloud of nuclear fallout inside a gigantic, never-ending uh, you know, a thunderstorm that's dropping poison rain uh, you know, upon like cities for the next 500 miles in all directions. But people don't see it. So if you were to make a, a graph for each one of them, it's like it runs up to a peak. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This, that, and the other thing. End of the world. Uh, you know, you got people coming on their, their YouTube channels. I am a Christian, and the Lord told me that they have a big red secret button. They're going to press it, and 600 million people are going to drop over dead uh, uh, on July 15th. And then I'm like going, oh, boy. Here we go again. <laughs> but you just keep on going. But that's what we have going on right now. Look at the Ukraine situation. That's like the everlasting gobstopper of, of special operations. Nothing has changed. 
The lies are still the lies. The, 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 the quadrillions of dollars worth of military equipment that we can't replace because of the rare earth mineral shortages and the chip shortages. We're giving it away, giving it away, giving it away as fast as we can. All the other countries that are part of the union, giving it away, giving it away, giving it away. A uh, few, few of them are dissidents, whatever the case is. They, they want to have heating for their uh, homes. Heaven forbid that they might want to actually be warm in the winter. Austria, for crying out loud, one of the coldest places on earth in the winter. Naughty, naughty them. They're not playing ball with the World Economic Forum. They're not going doing a Heil Hitler salute like the rest of them are. Oh, anyway, but the most frustrating part for me is that every one of these major events, whether they're major, minor, they're, even the minor ones, they're not really that minor. They're all significant contributors and catalysts to a perfect storm. I mean really perfect storm. Bigger than anybody could ever imagine. But they will be giving and taking in marriage. There will be one working in the field and the other one will be taken. There will be one sleeping in the bed and the other one will be taken. Which, of course, this has to be talking about the first fruits barley harvest because there ain't going to be no surprises for the people that are here for the wheat harvest during the day of the Lord in the sixth seal. Nobody's going to be going, hey, I wonder if Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> when there's like 22 million people dead on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great because of a giant meteor hitting the earth. And the entire earth shook and rocked to and fro like a drunkard, like it says in Isaiah 24. Anybody who isn't awake and aware by then, well, they're probably, I'm not even going to, but, you know, enough said. All right, praise God. Kids, are you ready? Hallelujah. And what about the midterms, folks? What about the midterms? What about the Black Swan event? You know, uh, why, are they going to let it just ha- – think about it. If the midterm elections for all of you, I don't care where you are, Majorca, Spain, God bless you, Amara, you know, Belgium, wherever you are, Austria, you know, telling everybody to just, you know, go bark up a tree because you're going to get some gas weather kills you, and wherever you are. The point is this. It, it's all – I know you might say, well, you know, I live in Canada or I live in Australia. You know, Australia is doomed, man. <laughs> I mean, unless they have the most the most unbelievable global up, you know, country-wide upset in their voting, they're just going to go into the pit. They might as well all just line up for one big FEMA camp. <laughs> it's just a mess over there. Unbelievable. But anyway, um, I had no idea how deep into the toilet their entire governmental system had fallen. But it's bad. Um, Ossie Kozak, they arrested him. I don't even think he's out of jail yet. This time they trumped up some, pun intended, trumped up some charges uh, that, uh, you know, they might be able to make stick for a little while. Who knows? I don't know. I hope he gets out soon. But um, whatever it is, it goes to a peak, and then the peak comes down, and then it just goes back to a rumble. Same with the Ukraine war. They're still doing everything that they're doing. They're still destroying the global economy. They're still all the things that we've been talking about that they're doing are they're doing just like with, you know, there's still people dropping over like crazy from the from the booster shots and from the original mRNA vaccines and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've they've banned just like I predicted. I predicted they were going to ban the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And I was right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, what do you think about that? Huh? That was a good call on my part. Yeah. Yeah saw that come and actually i it took a little longer than i thought but I, but myself and some of the other people at work we've decided that if they try to force us to take an mrna i'm just gonna quit that's it it's time to start my own business if i if it costs me everything i have and i end up being homeless so be it it's god's will god's will be done hallelujah I'll, i even got a book on how to become homeless 
You know, I mean, I know that sounds kind of silly, but, you know, you want to be prepared. You want to know what you can eat, what you can't eat, what, how to live in. You know, there's military survival guides that help you understand how to deal with such. Now, I don't believe that that's going to happen to me. And I'm not cursing myself by saying this. As a matter of fact, con contraire, I believe that God will lead me if the time comes. I believe God will protect me. I believe it with all of my heart, and I praise him every single day for that because I do believe it. Hallelujah. But I'm also prepared for – I want to be prepared mentally for the worst. I, you know, I, I think you know, I, I don't expect it in any sense of the word, but I do want – I love to be prepared. I'm a prepared kind of guy. Okay, now I'm also prepared to give. I want to be able to give, but I also know that the food is going to run out if I do give, but that's okay. I would rather do what Jesus wants us to do to the bitter end, even if it includes my slow and painful death than do anything that is contrary to the will of God and what Jesus would do, for real, which is a, pretty much the opposite of what the vast majority of churchianity would do. All right, all that being said, kids, you ready for some jokes? All right, hallelujah. Kids, what kind of a garden does a baker have? What kind of a garden does a baker have? A flower garden. <laughs> Kids, come on, a flower garden, really? Well, kids, come on now. Spanky, I saw you waving that little sign. Put that sign down. Oh, for crying out loud. I don't have enough time. Spanky! Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wait a minute. i got to get my little drawing chalk thing here from my Microsoft Word. Here's a little drawing thing. i got to put a little, squ- a little X over it so I don't see it again. Okay, kids, you ready for the next one? All right. Kids, what do you call a girl with a frog on her head? What do you call a girl with a frog on her head? Lily. <laughs> Lily, right, kids? Okay. That's a good boy, Spanky. You just stay sitting there. I know what you're up to. All right, praise God. Next one up, kids. What falls but never gets hurt? What falls but never gets hurt? The rain. <laughs> Come on, kids. All right. Three for three. I'm quitting now while I can. And on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, what? It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. This up. Gas prices are at $4 per gallon in every United States state for the first time in the history of the country. I guess that's pretty noteworthy. Um, I just thought that they were all averaging around $4.450, So to me, to, to find out, I, I was actually surprised to read this headline. I didn't know that there were states that, uh, you know, have such historic lows per gallon, even during a crisis that this would be a noteworthy headline. Uh, so this implies that, uh, you know, there's a, many states, evidently, that um, are way below the national average a lot of the times. I know Florida doesn't go hardly it, – it's always below the national average, but, you know, 30, 40 cents, you know, somewhere in there, you know, below the, the national average. But, 
yeah, this is this is pretty noteworthy. Evidently, this is a world record setting event. So, but I think it's going to get a lot worse. All right, praise God. Next one up. NATO member blocks accession talks for Sweden and Finland, according to the media. Turkey. Now we know about Turkey. Turkey. You know, Erdogan is like going, no, don't you do it. Don't you? I'm telling you, um, Gates, get back in your hole. Hey, 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 Klaus Schwab. No, 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 no. Don't let Sweden and Finland do it. Don't you understand what you're doing? Don't you understand what Russia's capable of? Don't you understand it? And you don't have any more military. We depend on your military. We are part of NATO ourselves. Whatever you do, don't do this. <laughs> Erdogan knows. He sees everything happening. He's going like, oh, doggone it. This is going to put me in a really crummy place. And you know what? He's right. He's very right. So, what's going to happen? Because Sweden and Finland filled out their paperwork. <laughs> okay? <clears throat> you know, they said, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a very complicated form you have to understand because we're dealing with military members of parliament. You know, so it has really tough questions like, do you want to join NATO? And then it has a line that says, fill in yes or no. And then, you know, they got to figure out how to fill it in. And then you got to sign it at the bottom. Donald Duck. And then hand it over. And then they send it back to you because it's the wrong signature. And then they do it again. Uh, yes, uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, anyway, next one up. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Turkey blocks negotiations on Finland and Sweden's NATO entry. Interesting. They blocked it. So, again, it says during a a briefing on May 16th, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, looks like Erdogan to me, but Erdogan, so we'll just uh, make a G into a W, said Turkey cannot say, quote, yes to Finland and Sweden's accession into NATO, adding that it is impossible, as otherwise the alliance would be a, quote, place where there will be many representatives of terrorists. We cannot say yes, no offense. Hmm. I wonder if that matters. I don't know. We'll have to see. Next up, World Nut Daily reports the Food and Drug Administration approves COVID deadly shots for children 5 to 11. So even they, too, can have autoimmune disorder and all the sicknesses that come with it. It's unbelievable. Uh, Okay, next one up. Sri Lanka faces man-made food crisis as farmers stop planting. Once self-sufficient nations reel from fallout of ill-conceived shift to organic agriculture compounded by fuel shortages. Sri Lanka, and then it has an impossible-to-pronounce name with 7 billion uh, syllables. Okay, maybe I exaggerated. It could be 6.9 billion. I'm not sure. I have to count them. And it's, I don't know, the name wraps around the, I'm just kidding. But anyway, this guy with a name that just goes, anyway, I think I got close to it anyway, Um, will not be planning patty this season whatever that is patty patty wagon uh uh frog patties lily pad patties what is a patty anyway yeah so you know so shortly we'll put it easily the easy way of saying it is people in Sri Lanka are going to grow stuff and so it's going to contribute to the global famine okay there we go end of the end of story on to the next <laughs> 
Denver weather to go from high 80s to snow in a matter of just hours. No, you say. Well, evidently, yes. It says the unofficial start to the summer is nearly a week away. Weather meteorologists say uh, a return to the winter season or weather is a forecast for Denver and other parts of the north central United States. And it goes on to explain how, hey, they were basking in the sun. Uh, they were all in their bikinis. They were sitting on the roofs of their house. They were drinking big old you know, umbrella drinks. And all of a sudden, bam, they got hit with a snowstorm. Or something like that. Or they all got the urge to go to Vail or something and ski. But anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Nuclear threat spreading. Iran is completing production installation of 1,000 advanced centrifuges. What makes this kind of an interesting article is it says, according to the defense minister, Tehran is a just a few, excuse me, few weeks away from accumulating enough fissile material, you know, that gurgly, glow-in-the-dark green creepy stuff that they use to make nuclear weapons of, out of, sufficient for one nuclear bomb. Hmm. I wonder if they'll stop there. I wonder if they'll say, you know, if we can just get this close to, nah, I don't know, maybe we should make a couple more. I don't know. Next one up. United States farmers sound alarm over coming food shortages, baby formula shortage, shocks Americans. This is one headline after another. But again, it's all the same story coming from multiple sources, multiple places all across the world. And it's being attributed to pretty much just about anything that you can point your finger at. Everywhere, everything from fertilizer to the war in the Ukraine. Actually, it's a special operation to remove the Nazis, which is the more accurate statement. And by the way, is exactly what Putin is doing, but cannot see and can only watch their incredibly overpriced uh, cable news, CNN and Fox. You know, did you know that CNN and Fox are the two reasons, the number one reason? Why your cable service provider is able to sell you a package for $125 a month for TV. Because you can't get the package that's only $75 a month with CNN and Fox unless you pay the extra money. And most people don't care about all the other channels. They just want CNN and Fox. And I'm thinking to myself, now that's about the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. Why don't I just take that money and divert it over into my mortgage so that, so that when the global financial collapse goes down, I wish I had the money back. I don't know. I, I just I, I keep myself awake and I try to figure these things out. Next one up. The left's fuss over conservatives who bucked the Ukraine narrative. At first glance, most of us thought Russia was out of line invading Ukraine. What? Did something new happen? Did somebody wake up? Did somebody pay attention to anything other than Fox and CNN? And then it goes on to say, but then some leading conservatives started questioning things. Hmm. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. Why does everybody have a swastika on their arm? Why are they marching up and down the streets with swastikas on big yellow flags? Who are these Azab battalion people? I don't understand. Why are we giving them all of our military weapons? I, this is getting very confusing for me. Goes on to say, quote, they got sick of the Democratic controlled government and mainstream media whitewashing history and not explaining to the American public how the war came about. We just got out of three years of COVID-19 misinformation so bad that it probably led to the needless deaths of conservatives overreacting in disgust to the misinformation. So we are highly skeptical right now of being told how to think. You are, are you? <laughs> so then why don't you just come right out and tell us what you think? Because I can pretty much, I would be willing to bet 10 crispy, brand new Ben Franklins that you're still way off the mark. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
World Net Daily, Senator warns Biden against giving the World Health Organization control of American lives. Yep. The entities of evil have figured out a way to make things even more evil. (laughs) We're going to sign a treaty, and we're going to let those who we already control who are part of Klaus Schwab's evil empire of shape-shifting reptilians, who hate all flesh and are already twice dead, we want to murder them slowly and painfully under a treaty. And then Fauci comes out and he makes an announcement, I mean, of all things, and says, well, you know, if Trump gets reelected again, well, well, then I quit. I'm like, if Trump gets reelected again and you're not Subject to the same thing that <laughs> the leading Nazis were at the Nuremberg trial, then justice hasn't even come close to being done. But vengeance is God, say the Lord. Hallelujah. And that day will come. Ah, praise you, Jesus. Next one up. Senator Times News reports, it's all wor- is it all worth it? Question mark. Farmers are left brokenhearted as Queensland floods ruin crops all across Australia. Now, remember. Whenever you're in a report like this, you got to remember that you got to multiply it times like, I don't know, 50, <laughs> right? And you got to like say, well, it's also happening in China. It's also happening in Indonesia. It's also happening in Malaysia. It's also happening in Somalia. It's also happening in, you know, because it is. It is. For every one report that we make, there's probably 30 or 40 other places across the world that the same exact thing is happening. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. I didn't want that sound effect. Stop it right now, in the name of Jesus. Stop it! Stop it! Wow. Maybe the Lord wanted it to play, because my attempts to push all the stop buttons failed. Hmm. Interesting. The next headline happens to be, Russia plans to launch United Nations investigations into the violation of the Biological Weapons Convention in the Ukraine. Oh, boy. Except they already tried to do it and nobody showed up. I wonder if they forgot the donuts. Because a lot of times if you don't bring donuts to the meetings, nobody comes. I'm, maybe, See, I would write a letter to Shogu. I say, dude, you need to get to like the really good donuts, the ones that are like the size of two gigantic, you know, a Shaquille O'Neal fists put together, full of cream, okay, and all kinds of sprinkles and icing and oh man, and just get just tons of donuts and stack them up all over the place, uh, and and then then you give your report to the United Nations. But if I sent that over to Shogu, they would probably throw me in jail for like five thousand years for being a Russian collaborator. Ah, uh, you just can't win. Next one up. Al Jazeera News reports, water crisis, power cuts worse and misery in Pakistan's hottest city. Hey, let's all, let's all go over to Pakistan. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine it. I, I mean, Vegas. Ugh. Ah, Vegas. I got to go to Vegas. Oh, Lord, help me. Uh, that whole, that whole, you know, Phoenix. All the way up, just draw a big circle around Phoenix and then all the way up around Vegas, Las Vegas. Draw a circle around it. And then imagine God holding this giant magnifying glass over both of those cities, burning all the people like little ants. Because that's kind of what's happening there. I am not looking forward to it. 
And I just bought a new pair of dress shoes because I needed something that had a soft sole in it because I'm going to be walking around like four football fields of things. Blah, 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 just on and on it goes. And I, I, I'll tell you what, if, if the soles of my shoes melt like the airplane tires did last year in the Phoenix airport, I'm not going to be too happy about it. Huh, but, oh well. well, anyway, next one. NATO prepares to add Finland and Sweden to its northern defenses. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. We already heard about this. Listen to this. Massachusetts man has found, uh, was found with the first 2022 case of monkeypox in the United States. Now, you know, when I first read about monkeypox, I thought, no, monkeypox, how bad can that be? Uh, you know, probably just some, like, really crummy form of, like, chickenpox or whatever. You know, monkeypox, chickenpox, monkeypox, chickenpox. That's how my brain was working. And then I saw the photographs. And I was like, forget that noise. Monkeypox and smallpox is more like it. That's some pretty scary stuff. Hallelujah. Keep it away from us. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saying uh, what you have said, that nothing will by any means hurt us. Thank you, Jesus. All the reason why you want to stay in the secret place of the most eyes, Psalm 91. Praise God. Next one up. Council of European Human Rights Chief urges London not to extradite Julian Assange to the United States. You know what? Isn't it fascinating how the bastion of global freedom, the United States of Babylon the Great, global freedom, tradite the the poster child, the global poster child for free speech into their judiciary system so they could either A, sentence him to life in a supermax, or B, put him to death for espionage. Wow, what a need a way for the United States to show how much they believe in free speech to the entire world. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. Speaking of which, things that make you say, hmm, includes Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Let's bring him alive. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. I am. Good, good, uh, good evening, uh, John. Hey, Brother Robert. How are you doing, brother? Is it all good? I'm okay. Alive, alive and kicking. Uh, are you? Any any uh, sheep flying around the streets of, uh, uh, you know, Wales? Anything? No, sheep? not that, not that I have sheep? seen. No flying sheep? I've not been hit. I have not been hit by flying sheep yet. So, so no, no, like wicked witches standing outside your window going. Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) Okay. Well, you need to pay closer attention. (laughs) Okay. We we need a flying sheep report from oils from now on. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I, I must say, when I listened to you at at some point, you sound you sounded more like uh, this comedian from the '90s, Bill Hicks. Oh, you say that all the time. Oh, you're just no, a charm. Really, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but really, at some point in your reporting, sometimes in your wording and in the way how you talk, you sound like him. He's well, okay, funny, well, I wonder if Bill Hicks. Better than- 
Well, it's better than being called Peter Laurie, you know. It's like, hello, yes. welcome to the evil underground. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I don't know. I, so what's I going on, man? If Bill Hicks, if Bill Hicks would have been still alive, what he would have made from this world. I don't know, you know. But what 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 is your take on the things that are going on right now? Before you talk about um, the macabre, strange intergalactic travel and all that Montauk weirdness and, you know, disappearing cows in the field. Now, yeah, we see a video game being played out in real life. And, of course, the guys behind the scene, we're going to see them, of course, this uh, weekend, I think, all at that depot. Also, another you- thing I noticed is that... We only seem to now to talk about the DEFOS group or the the World Economic Forum. And suddenly, no one seems to talk about the Bilderberg group while they are the ones that are giving the orders to uh, the World Economic Forum. Does anybody really know? Does anybody really know who's giving the orders? There's so many collections, consortiums. And organizations, I know. you know, the tri, you can see, you know, the trilateral trilateral commission hasn't gone away, and you know they got that uh, alien logo for the trilateral commission. A lot of people don't know this, yes. but there are a lot of alien species. I want to see a lot of different alien species, but a lot of alien encounters. The description of the alien beings included metallic suits with, um, you know, with with I don't know patches or whatever uh, on their, you know, uh, on their metallic suits that had the precise symbol of the trilateral commission on it. Um, that so nice. that's obviously alien. Um, and then you it, got it comes from the group from uh, Orion. That, Orion, the ones with the triangle, the, the, the ones with the metallic yes, suit. So, They're Orion. Yeah, yes, yes, the one from which the tri- uh, from which the uh, group took its logo. They came from one of the stars in the Orion cluster. So they're nearby the Orion Belt, which is in the Orion Nebula, that according to some of the books that I've read, uh, said that there is a portal in the Orion Nebula uh, that uh, leads into the glorified part of the eternal realm of the universe, uh, which would be interesting because uh, just reading it out of some some of the material that I've studied over the years, I found that fascinatingly um, in perfect alignment with where God says in the book of Job, can you loose the belts of Orion, implying that we can't, that we're trapped here. We're trapped here in this strange, freaky, deaky, weird hologram <laughs> with these shape-shifting reptilians that have the ability to manipulate mass and change shape and do things that we can't do. What's up with that? Yes. Now, they are part of the fallen side of Orion. And, of course, there are uh, quite a number of different groups that are that are involved on our small globe, and uh, not to mention, of course, Nibiru, or Planet X that drops by every... What are your thoughts about Planet X? I want to get the whole skinny from you on that. I've never asked you that question. I, and I don't care. You know, it, there's, you know, every everybody's got a different take on it, and to me, it's like, you know, six of one, half dozen of another. I know what I think. I know where I studied the material I studied, but I'm not going to say that it's flawless. There's always a margin of error, but I'm curious because it's a big deal topic for a lot of people. I've had a lot, a lot of people ask me. You know, they were like, you know... Yeah, Planet X is part, it's part of our solar system. It is an... Uh, elliptical orbit of plus minus 3,600 years that it drops by. 
and we are already overdue in its uh, date. So yeah, when that drops by uh, with all the comments in the tails, then the fun can uh, begin, as they say. <laughs> because uh, depending on what side of the Earth will face to uh, Planet X, they kind of have the full the full force of thirty day three I think three days of darkness, if I'm correct, according to the Bible, and according to the tales from Niburu when it came by, going back to the Sumerians and other civilizations that dealt with him. And of course, we got all those movies that being made over the last thirty plus years about when a comment comes in, oh yeah, we're going to shoot him out of the sky and all that. You know those movies. But uh, yeah, we have to deal with Niburu, if you like it or not. And it's not going to be a pretty picture, that's for sure. The last time that it dropped by was during the time, uh, was around 1600 B.C., not before COVID, but before Christ. And that was, of course, when the uh, the thing was going on between uh, Israel and, of course, the land of Egypt with Moses when he went through the, uh, was it the Red Sea, if I'm correct? Yep. That he, yeah, so that was around that time. That was the last time that Nibiru came by. But when it will draw by, uh, then, yeah, depending on what side of the earth is faced to Niburu, they oh my can get the full brunt of things. Oh my gosh, check this out. I was just pro- probing around. You know, it's just fascinating that there's a movie from 1951, <clears throat> and the title of the movie is The Men from Planet X. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Oh, yeah, 1951. The title of the movie is entitled The Man from Planet X. But what's really fascinating, I just noticed, the total time of the movie is one hour, 11 minutes, 111. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's weird, huh? I mean, they've known about Planet X for, like, forever. I mean, that was the whole reason. Yeah, for a long long time. Oh, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Uh, the Book of Enoch, uh, chapter chapter sixty five, and Moses had seen the earth that tilted and knew that destruction was near. Just like the uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it's all over the place. It's in every. Uh, it's in the Chinese writings. It's in the Indian Sanskrit writings. You name it. Every culture, every culture on this earth that exists for thousands and thousands of years has their own tales about when the Buru swung by at one point or another, depending how old they are. Those cultures. So. It is not something that is just out of a head that came just dropped by or someone had a thought about it. It goes way, way back in in time. So, and for the last 30 years, 30, 40 years, our astronomers with their telescopes have been all focused in the area of Leo and Orion because according to them, it should sw- swing by from that direction to us. And all those uh, telescopes and those centers have to sign an, an agreement that they cannot tell anything at all. Now, most of those telescopes are under cabal control anyway to start with, because that is how the network operates. 
So we only going to see it when it is very up close. And then the world will be told about it and not sooner. Till they, of course, cannot hide the, uh, the events that will transpire. But, uh, and in the meantime, they go to their bunkers, although they think they are safe in their underground bunkers. Except those underground dumps are not, uh, I don't think that they will withstand uh, a 10 on the scale Richter or higher. So they will be squashed like sardines, if you ask me. But of course, if you at least cho cho chose to, uh, to go there, dumps, uh, let them go, uh, better them than me, if I'm honest. I don't want to be around a bunch of reptiles. I have seen more than enough of them. You know, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, it, it's it's hard to tell because the potential for near Earth events, visual events to occur uh, over long periods of time uh, that are just signs of the sun and the moon and the stars, but not to be necessarily impactful events, is very high. Um, I find it fascinating. I, I opened up my uh, Planet X Nibiru show notes. I, I, you know, just, it was whatever. It, it, let me see how many pages, 67 pages of all Planet X and Nibiru and all that kind of stuff. Turns out that in January the 4th of 2018, the prophet, Dr. David O'Rourke from Kenya, um, prophesied and said, and this is, this is the title of it, many huge planets to pass very close to the earth and a space rock to hit the earth. Um, so that's what he prophesied back in 2018. Many huge planets to pass very close to the Earth. I find that interesting because there is a school of thought that believes that uh, Planet X is, in fact, <clears throat> a um, the whole thing is a solar system, really. And we're in a binary yellow dwarf star system, so it's binary. We've got an, uh, you know, a, a companion sun. Uh, that would yeah. be the yeah, the failed Nibiru or the you know the brown dwarf, because when a yellow dwarf dies, it turns into a brown dwarf and it collapses in on itself and becomes highly magnetic. It goes to minus 273 degrees Fahrenheit, and you can only see it with infrared optics, which is basically what all of the scientists have been saying is going on and why all of the telescopes have infrared attachments or are designed to see in infrared, including the one on Mount Graham at the Vatican VAT telescope which has the lucifer attachment on it that is for the purpose of giving infrared abilities of course everybody just thinks that's that's a coincidence you know they just call it they call it lucifer because it's you know to them means lucifer is coming with all of his buddies and god sends yeah. a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie everybody thinks a strong delusion is stuff that's happening on the world today and i got news for them they ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> no yeah it's gonna get bad and when we see aliens again, it's going to be a double play because it's going to be good, good cop, good cop and bad cop as well, in between. So even when we come in contact with so-called Nordics that are good, it doesn't mean necessarily they are good. No, that's that's interesting. You should see that because in uh, in the book of uh, Ezra, Second Ezra, fifteen, verse twenty-eight. It talks about the dragons of Arabia coming on the earth and flying like an eagle, and all them that hear them will, you know, panic and all that. But anyway, then it's after the dragons of Arabia come to the earth, <clears throat> which is an alien species, which obviously would be reptilians, um, then um, 
it says that it, it names it says the Carmangian, C A R M A N G I A N S. I don't know what that means, uh, but it says that then they will show up and then the two will fight amongst one another, which is interesting because yeah, but, that's yeah. out of Ezra's and it supports what you you were just saying. Yeah, but the thing is that within certain communities, uh, you hear them all talk. Oh yeah, the Nordics they are the good guys and they're gonna help us against the dra- the Dracos and all the others, but people don't seem to realize a lot of them, they work hands and gloves. And so we can see a bad cop, good cop scenario. Well, behind the scene, they, they both work together. And you already talked about it in your last show, yeah, the, about that God kind of sent us a very strong delusion. And that's going to be this good, good cop, bad cop scenario, I, I think, and believe. So... And people have to be very careful uh, that we either see one or the other as the good cop, because when God will send us this very strong delusion, it will be both sides in order, uh, as the Bible already describes. Um, So we have to be very careful with that, especially because people seem to think because something looks Nordic, like us, so it must be a good guy. Sorry, uh, that doesn't fly because when we take the human race as a species on Earth, what is the most destructive species on this planet? It's the Homo sapien form, aka humans. It isn't the whale or the shark or the snake or the or the, the earth lizard that were nuking the Earth as a species. It was the Homo sapiens. The Nordics, in comparison to aliens. So by thinking something is as an alien, it is Nordic, human in form, so it must be a good guy. To me, that doesn't fly up, because as I, as I gave you the example now, when we take this Earth with all the life forms, what was the most destructive species on this planet? Us humans. I thought they were chihuahuas. Chihuahuas, the way they yip and everything, I think it drives people crazy. And they go tearing down their, their uh, you know, back porches and rip you know, tiles off their roofs and, you know, yip, 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 Okay. Like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. They may be the one species of a dog, I'm sorry, the one, one breed of dog that causes more wars on the earth but are not given appropriate credit for it. I don't know. It's just okay. a, a theory of mine. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But here it is. I, I got the article. Lucifer I instrument. I never had Chihuahua, so I had you, you, do you have trees, them? and I had you Bernie's do? Mountain. You do not. Dogs. You do not have Chihuahuas. Tell, me, tell me you're joking. I'm going to call that, that the Wicked Witch from the wherever uh, with her. What are those? What were those monkey things with wings? Boo-wee-oh. Oh, we, oh, I want to send them over to your house, get those chihuahuas and put them in a little cage. You know, I don't know, to, to save the world from another disturbance or special operation. Uh, Lucifer <laughs> helps astronomers to see through darkness to most distant observ- observable objects, according to this report. And listen to this. So it says, courtesy of Lucifer, this image depicts the stellar nursery in the Milky Way galaxy, 8,000 light years from Earth. Such clouds are typically uh, opaque and, and, and uh, to visible light, but infrared light can penetrate them. The Lucifer instrument, it's an attachment for the Vatican Bat Telescope, helps the telescope see the light. 
The E and the N signify the East and the North. Okay, and he goes on and says, listen to this. Talk about a, a pile of bovine feces the size of Mount Everest. Okay, here we go. A new instrument with an evil-sounding name is helping scientists see how stars are born. Yeah, right, pal. <laughs> it says Lucifer... Okay, here's where it really gets good. Okay. <laughs> Lucifer, which stands for, are you ready? Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility with Camera and Integral Field Unit for Extragalactic Research. I wonder how long they had to have a committee meeting to think that up so they, they could just simply call this thing the dang gone devil. Because that's really what they wanted to do. They, they were like, hey, man, yeah. how can we take this attachment? We're going to stick it on here that we made taxpayers pay for or whatever. And, you know, and, and we want to call it the devil. How can we do that? Let's think of a name. Large binocular telescope near infrared utility with camera and integral field unit for extragalactic research. I mean, come on. How much of your brain do you have to scout before you, like, go, wait a minute. I don't know. This doesn't seem right. Yes, I think uh, Bill Hicks could have made some joke about it in his uh, in his manner in his mannerism if he was still alive. But uh, yeah, it is incredible, and they really seem to think that we humans are that stupid that we don't see through this, especially if we know how dark and demonic. The Roman Catholic Church is to start with. Now, yeah, I was used in rituals underneath it when I was about 13, when I, had, when I was part of this ritual with other kids. But they really seem to think that we are so stupid that we don't see through this or that we don't realize, especially the Christians that are awake. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, the majority of humanity isn't awake especially the one that you already mentioned, that, that listened to CNN, the Criminal News Network or the Clinton News Network, depending what time era you talk about, and Fox News, both yeah, controlled by the same hand, and except one talk right and the other talk left or center or whatever of the political spectrum. But they are controlled by the same hand in the end, by Klaus Schwab and all his cronies. So yeah, it's it's really it's really insane, and then uh, this whole COVID is still in the mix apparently, and because they, I, I wouldn't be surprised for the US uh, for the next couple of four or five months. What is it? How many months till elections? Five or six? They're probably in the blue states. We're gonna see a sudden increase in numbers of COVID again so that they can call out an emergency again, so that people have to stay at home, I mean in the blue states in the U.S., so that they can put in again the, the mail-in uh, for, the, for the elections, midterms, that they can use the, the mail-in uh, election thing, so that they can... You don't think there's going to be a black swan of you don't think it's going to be like a black swan event? I really struggle with that. I can't believe after all this progress they would allow it to be flipped around by the midterms. It just seems to me I that would, the only – why wouldn't they, like, drop a nuke or something? 
Now, yeah, for one, uh, if, if you're going to drop a nuke, uh, you're going to have to deal with the, the, the waste of the radioactivity unless there's a tactical nuke and done it in battle, on battlefield use, and that's only two two to four weeks that you have the radioactive fall, fallout. But, no, I don't think, I think that would be too drastic uh for the for for the elections and i think that they're probably going to try with again the the whole covid thing five already have four three two midterms kaboom Okay, let's say that they try to do to use the nuke. Who is that? Who who are they going to blame for it? Russia? No, I know who it is. It's this guy. Surprise! 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 <laughs> it's Gomer. He strikes again. Bikini Island test. Yeah, no, yeah, but uh, I already saw that they already have. Uh, Called back again in the news. Uh, what is his Joker's name? That says when Trump is going to be uh, president again, he is not going to be part of it. Uh, I tried to think of his name. Uh, what are you talking about? Fauci. Fauci said, "I quit. I'm going to quit if Trump if Trump gets reelected. I quit." And I'm like, Good. "If Trump gets reelected and you don't go to jail for like five billion yeah. years, I mean, come on, what he is going go on?" Go to jail for all the deaths he has on his name. It, you know what? I don't think there's a fair death sentence for that guy. No. I mean, there is. There is they don't do it anymore. Dis, disembowelment, yeah. you know, that whole thing might work, you know, drawn and quartered. Well, he is not, he's not even human. He is a hybrid of some sort. I wish, you know, but wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be most awesome if they, you know, gave him some sort of like lethal injection that was all over the news and stuff. And then right in the middle of the lethal injection, he shapeshifted into what he really is. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world yeah, but, sees it. They're like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> yeah, but probably they, they will spin it. Oh, yeah, but that's just a side effect of whatever they gave him. So... And probably the majority <laughs> of people watching yeah, like, it oh, no, we, believe. Yeah, they would be like, oh, no, the uh, lethal injection was created by Pfizer. It was a side effect. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so they will spin uh, it in that way. So, all right. And, oh, it must be Moderna. And, uh, yeah, or Moderna, one of, the, one of the two. So they will spin it in that way, and probably the majority will fall for it, sadly enough. But oh, sure. the Dems knows that they're going to lose in a major way. So in order to minimize that, the only way how they can do it is calling out locally, let's say, the numbers going up. So we have to put in certain uh, procedures like mail-in ballots so that they can uh, crank up the numbers in their on their side, of course. That is the only way that they can minimize the loss, the Dems. Because they kind of lose in a major way after well, all the things that happen. You are, you are absolutely correct, and that's what I don't understand. Because if, if – if, let's just play a game of what if. If, if, the, if everything is – I don't care. You can do all that paper ballot, mail-in ballot baloney. But the 
I think it's reasonable to estimate with great accuracy that there that the situation is such that while there's enough mind damaged you know Gen Zers out there or whatever that there would be some opposing vote the vast I, I believe what we saw happen in 2016 will be dwarfed by what will happen um, uh, in the midterms and subsequently in 2024 if Trump Trump uh, does run in, in 2024 I think the onslaught of you know Republican-esque and even Democratic I know a lot I might I, I can name names of people that are part you know unfortunately part of my family that voted for the dark side because they, for whatever reason, and I'm not going to get into that, but the point is this, even they, when I speak to them nowadays, are like regretting that they voted the way they did. People that voted for Biden back when, you know, they're like going, wow, if I had any idea, holy moly, you know, kind of thing. So it seems to me that not only are we going to have a rush on the ballot boxes and a rush for the Republican uh, vote, uh, like has never been seen since voting was created okay um for the midterms but we're going to see the same thing for the trump 2024 run which is inevitable um and i don't understand when i look at the big picture i do not understand how the forces of darkness the obama the klaus schwabs all these entities the global satanic crime syndicate the Rhodes roundtable the bilderberg group the bohemian grove folks you know you name it i don't care where you know the house of windsor the you know the black pope you know just take your pick whoever okay at the end of the day how could they allow all this progress to be immediately halted and reversed, because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's all, every bit of it is going to be reversed. All of it. And that blows my mind. That I find, now I, I, I must admit, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what does happen. But it troubles me because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make biblical sense. The only part of it that makes biblical sense is the mercy of God. God's desire that no one would perish. His willingness to be merciful enough to delay the inevitable, destructive, end times, World War III events just a little bit longer, that more people could wake up, more people people could seek him in holiness and righteousness and be ready for the rapture. Whichever it's version going to be a numbers choose. game. Simply said, it's going to be a numbers game how people, how much time God will give us for people to wake up so that the numbers on his side goes up in comparison to the other side. Uh, I think that's going to be, in part, going to be played out. And the Dems kind of lose. That's as clear as daylight. And the question is, will it be how much? And and how or things if. are in the U. in particularly in the U.S. Uh, so what? Well, yeah. kind of, how how many things? Yeah. Let's just let's play a game. Let's do that. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Or that movie about the uh, computer taking over the world? Let's play a game. <laughs> but you anyway, mean board um, games. 
Yeah, yeah. What was the name of that? The little, the little boy that was playing with the computer, and he, he you know, is like. Yeah, well, yeah. There was war games. Uh, yeah, war games. Broderick, I think. Play a game. Except there's much more computer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the right sound effect on here. Let's see. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good a movie, game. by the way. There we go. There's the sound effect. That's a good movie. That's a good sound effect, right? Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Robert, let's play a game. How many? All right. Okay. I'm I'm the supercomputer, and you're just the Robert guy in Wales. Okay. And I'm going to ask you. Listen, Robert, pay attention. I am a computer, and I can cause the thunderbolts to come down from the sky. I control the weather. All right. Now, listen, Robert. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Believe it or not, ask the Russians. Now, Robert, how many different events can you think of that would cause martial law to be instituted and the cancellation of the midterm elections? Now, we know that nuclear events, we're going to take that off the table, Robert. That's a freebie. You get that one. Think of other things that could happen that we, this supercomputer, with the help of Klaus Schwab, can have happen. <laughs> you mean that joker? Ready That's to set. We're going to, count. We're going to count them. Your goal is to hit the number seven, because seven is God's favorite number. So you get one freebie, nuclear bombs. You need to think of six more. Ready? Get set. All right. Go. Uh, we could see another uh, mass hysteria on the streets, as we saw with uh, was it Antifa and uh, BLM. Do you think of that would be enough? Saw, would that be enough to start the, martial the law? Unmasking. We already saw the unmasking now in the media, I think, of BLM that had the leader of them. Would had, uh, Black fund, Lives Matter, money. would it be big enough for them to institute martial law and cancel the elections? It depends on how many people waking up to it and start, and especially ones that have given money, poured money into it, finding out that it was all, all a scam. And if that wave of people is getting more than big enough, but could create ripples through society, that could. So, so you maintain that if if the disruption is big enough, and it's there, say there's a dozen major cities that are burning. Like, you know, like never before, like Sodom and Gomorrah, that that would be enough for them to institute martial law. So that's that you're, you're going to take that. On a local that. level. Uh, okay. On a local right. level. No, no, that's fair enough. We'll go ahead especially and give you that if, one. Especially if it is not directed Robert, to the left. Robert, this is the supercomputer yes. speaking. Robert, this is the supercomputer. Okay, computer. but uh, okay, but yeah. Okay, you got, no, two, no. you got two out of seven. Two out of seven. You now have six. Wait a minute. Let me see. Uh, I can't do math now. I'm having trouble. <laughs> There's too many calculations going on in my head. I can't figure out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Five. Okay. Wait. Five okay. So go. you got two out of seven. So how many's left? Five. Six. Five. Okay. Five more. You got to come up with five more, Robert, or else I'm going to. Um, okay. Ready? Get set. Go. Ch- Let's oh yeah. Planned terrorist attacks, uh, planned terrorist attacks from the elite, of course. What kind of a terrorist attack? Bombings, for one, and which people are killed in social situations like... hmm? Lots of bombings or just one or two? How bad would it have to be? Um, A few. uh, Let's say in a certain city, a few would be enough. Uh, Let's say that we take it locally, of course, because we are targeting blue states. 
because red states will never call out a martial law, especially for an election. So, and, and it is about Democrats that are at stake for their loss. So we talk about blue states that will calling out those martial laws. So it might so you, be then against the left. So you're, you're, you maintain that a coordinated uh, terrorist attack of a an ex- exceedingly large magnitude uh, could be bad enough to cause um, the walking uh, dementia drone to institute martial law under Obama's instruction. You think that Especially that would be Especially if it is labeled right wing. In particularly if oh, it is right. labeled as right wing. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, I'm feeling benevolent tonight. We'll give it to you. All right, very good. Robert, because the left, they hate the right. Robert, this is so, a supercomputer speaking. Let's play okay. a game. Okay, you're down, you're down three. Okay, you got four more to go. Four more events. What else could happen? Um, let's see. Go. So we got terrorist attack, insurgents by the public. Uh, let's see. Now, yeah, they could try another breakout of a disease like COVID. Monkeypox, for for instance, what they now suddenly talk about. A sudden outbreak of something like a disease. Yeah, you know, know, if it was like some kind of a Mac Daddy hemorrhagic fever that makes Marlborough look like a bad case of the flu, you know, something really, 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 really big and really huge, that would be pretty significant because you would have to stop travel. It would be bad. Because they yeah. didn't, you know, when you think about it, it when, COVID, when long COVID, they call it long COVID, the really bad version. When that was at its very worst, they did not stop intrastate travel. So no, they didn't. They, right. So they would have to have something that was really bad, like like they the thing that was. Talk, yeah, yeah huh? they talked about this monkey, monkey, uh, but this is a monkeypox a few That's weeks pretty, ago here in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I saw the pictures. It was pretty ugly. It was pretty terrible. And it came apparently from Nigeria, so they claim. Yeah. No doubt the laboratory, but they claim from Nigeria. I don't want any Nigeria. kind of pox on me. I don't want any mm-hmm. kind of pox on me. No pox at all. No pox. I'm, no, I'm, but, I'm, yeah, I'm very anti-pox. Yes. No, but yeah, something else, let's say an, a, a biological agent that would be another event. Okay, biological or chemical. Okay, biological yeah. or chemical. So, so do you want to take biological and chemical on a large scale as two separate ones? Okay, that's cool. Robert, this is the supercomputer speaking. You get two more credits towards your seven. So now that you are all, you are all the way down to only two more, two more scenarios, and you win the grand world domination prize, and you become the butler of Klaus Schwab. Okay, ready? Get set. Go. Sorry, I don't want to be a butler. My mother had butlers, but I don't want to have any. Uh, but uh, okay, let's see. Sorry, I'm not in. I'm not in to be someone's uh, servant. But uh, okay, so two to go. Let's see what else could be a reason for a shutdown. Um, now we had already a terrorist attack, violent outbreak, biological and chemical. Now, yeah, uh, 
nuclear already also nuclear already on the table. So let's see what is left. What could uh, mm. going to be a hard one to. Uh, all right, all right. I got one. I got one. I'll, I'll throw this in as a as as a as a contribution to your very concerted, deep thought, deep thought. And this is good. This is good exercise. How about this? Captain Kangaroo is cloned into a million Captain Kangaroos and is raised up as a zombie and is walking through all of the streets, going, "Where's Mr. Green Jeans? Where's Mr. Green Jeans? What about that? That'll work, won't it? Come on." You mean it? Oh, you, you mean zombie? You are kicked off this show okay. forever. You never come back. You are never to come back. You were you just you're, you're mentally it's deficient. Zombie. No useful ideas whatsoever. Well, I guess that one was yeah, lost. The military has been thinking about something to create to turn people into zombies. So I, I, why does the CDC have a pay, have a pay job still to this day on how to deal with the zombie apocalypse? What's that all about? Yes, I have what it says. They they don't serve the public, for one. They serve the pharmaceutical and the military industrial complex, so they were never there to serve the public at all, only to make the regulations for the pharmaceutical companies and the military industrial complex. But, of course, they disguise it as if they are for the service of the public, or it look out for the, over them, but in reality, it is the other way around, as we also saw with the, the WHO, the health organization, who, by the way, also come together, I think, if I'm correct, this weekend at Davos as well. Everything seemed to happen in Davos, apparently. Davos, yeah. And, um, yeah. and you know, the other thing is, uh, I'm still waiting on the uh, Klaus Schwab direct threat of a massive cyber attack against the power grid because he came right out and said it you remember that he said i believe that a, a a cyber attack against the power grid would make the pandemic look like a bad day and accelerate the global reset remember that in his, in that, his right? bed, yeah in in his dreams in his bad dreams it does, but didn't he also said in his book that COVID-19 would uh, accelerate the global reset? And unfortunately, it, it didn't. We got this. Because we got it. This 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 came in from a uh, from from a uh, from from a, uh, a paper ballot, a paper ballot. This came in from Ontario. It it blew through the sky. I got caught up by a fall wind swirling about in the trees and came down. And it was hold on just a second. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait 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 wait. It says uh uh. Let me see here. Oh, alien invasion. What do you think of that? That could be uh, the case. They they still planning that uh, this fake alien uh, invasion. How do you think so it's going to go down? Just... Say again. How do you think it's going to go down? Like, what do you? Uh, you know, we, we wake up in the, no, yeah. in the. You know, we're drinking our coffee. We're standing out on the porch. And then we look up and we're like, oh, you know, is, is it going to be like worldwide? Will everybody or is, how do you think they're going to do it? It's kind. Con- 
it's going to be global, of course, because people watching TV from all over the world. So if it only would happen in the US and they watch, let's say, BBC, God help, uh, and they see nothing happens there, yeah, then they know, of course, it is fake. So it will happen in a global event, as you saw in the series of Speed, or something like that. Because we are now a global community. We have a global reach also of TV stations that you can receive. And if one side of the world has no event going on, then it is not a global event as in what they have planned as an alien, a fake alien invasion. So it will be global. And they no, I, have the... And they have the manpower and the technology already stashed on probably the dark side of the moon or something like that. So, if necessary, then... What is the purpose of the secret space program? What is the purpose of it? Yeah, the secret space program uh, does work along with certain alien groups or species. Uh, We got the dark fleet what is run by the renegade Nazis that fled to Antarctica, the military side of it that went along with the Dracos, and they uh, formed an alliance that uh, is now forcing their will upon other star systems throughout the galaxy. And they using triangular UFO, uh, triangular motherships in the model that you saw of Darth Vader in Star Wars. So George Lucas got the model for Star Wars, the big motherships, the triangular one. He got it from his contacts within the Masonic networks that had insights through the Naval Intelligence Agency. And the U.S. Naval Intelligence knew that now that the renegade Nazis through their spies among them, were working together with the Draco High Command that uh, uh, gave them the uh, underground base in Antarctica and that they had the alliance with them. And so they knew through their contacts how those motherships looked like in outline. So that is one. Uh, We got uh, two or four others. We got an international... uh, space program, secret space program, a corporate one by all the multi-billionaire billionaire corporations like uh, uh, what is the ones that were in bio on, on the German side? I try to think of it. There are a couple of international multinationals going back to the Second World War that are uh, involved in this corporate uh, network, and they are involved in global child slave labor, and uh, kids are being kidnapped and being sold on the intergalactic uh, mar- market, and uh, children are being uh, traded off for goods and for other things, so that is another thing, and they got their head, one of their headquarters, if I'm correct, is on Mars, or inside of Mars, that is as one of the locations. Then we have a third one that is connected with 
uh, a blue alien group from probably the Pleiadians that was connected also with the U.S. secret space program connected with the U.S. Navy. I tried to think of the name. But that their ships came online in the 1980s. So there's a third one. I tried to think of the name at the moment. I think one of their former super soldiers spoke about it on uh, Corey Good is, I think, one of the contactees that dealt with that, with that network. So if you if your listeners uh, put in Gory Good, then they will find the name of this uh, particular network. So that is network three or four, and there was a fifth one as well. But there are four or five different secret space programs. And one of them is the Black Fleet of the ex-Nazis or renegade Nazis. And we got still another group of Nazis, but it's a civilian group, also renegades, that fled to uh, Antarctica. And that was the group under under the leadership of, uh, I tried to think of her name, Maria Orsic, and that was of the Frail Society. And they went along with Pleiadians, I think, or beings from Aldebaran, what is in the in the bull constellation, in which also the Pleiades the Pleiades uh, operate under. And they had an overall uh, philosophy about peace, global peace, and all that. So they projected themselves as contactees and went around the world in order to install this philosophy of global peace and all that. So we got about four or five major space programs running behind the scene. And of course, we got the public side of space program, but it's of course NASA, but that is only there to show this is all we had and nothing else. Well, the real secret technology based on free energy, zero gravity, uh, with that, we can fly to the other side within our galaxy within no time at all. But NASA is just the, the front of what we officially have. While, of course, the secret space programs, they are the hidden technology, what is available since the Second World War and after. And some depending on what group you talk about, a number of different alien species operate with different within the different secret space uh, programs. Uh, some got the name working with the Nebu, what is one of the other names of the Anunnaki uh, factions, and different ones has Nordics, reptilians, different reptilian species, because when we take, a, take the reptilian part, we probably talk about 30 plus different species, not only the Dracos, <coughs> even that the Dracos are, of course, the mainly the known species. So, yeah, there are quite some different species involved in the different super space programs. What do you think about the but, aliens that are talked about in the Varil? 
you know, the coming race, you know, the you know, the, the real um, yeah, from power of the coming race. Are they real or is that just like a totally made up bunch of, you know, stuff? I, um, no, I a lot of people seem to lift it up and magnify the writing as some sort of a, I don't know, sacred text or something like that. But I'm just curious what your thoughts about are them, because I did read a, a significant part of the book. And, you know, it had the whole thing about the uh, the men creatures named On or Arn, and then the uh, the women ones were called Ghee, you know, like that funky butter stuff that people make when they want to be overly healthy when they eat butter, which, of course, to me seems like, you know, some sort of a violation of God's butter, but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, so the um, – but, you know, what do you think of – I mean, they seem like when they describe the, these beings, they seem – like very unique in their characteristics and all that and what they look like and how they behave. Do you perceive them as being real? Is this like a realistic account of an underground race of beings that um, actually exist and are playing a role in the uh, clandestine ruler, you know, ruling class of, of the global, um, well, for lack of a better term, 2.0 reset onslaught? Is this real or just made up stuff? I think part of it is real and part of it is fantasy, but connected with this, we also still got the inner earth civilizations, and some of them are like us humans, and although I think some of the inner earth civilizations are in their true origin extraterrestrials, but when, of course, Atlantis went down, some of these civilizations went in inside of the earth, and they became the inner earth civilization, some I say, not all. Um, but again, the inner earth civilizations, you got some of them, the ones that I saw, they were, they were humans, although they were much higher than we are. The one when I, uh, when I was about eight years old, I was brought to the British Queen's Palace, Balmoral, and there were I was there with two other kids, the British Queen, and two other people. I didn't know their name. And we went to to the deepest part of her palace or castle. And it was a very big room. Uh, I think the ceiling was probably 20 feet tall. And we went in the middle of of, uh, this massive room. And suddenly a light pattern came up in the floor in different forms and shapes, depending on the pitch of the sound. And a light came out of the ceiling, and it turned out it was kind of a portal. And we were uh, portaled away to another area, what turned out to be one of the regions within the inner earth. And we met there a Nordic type of race. But in the in the mannerism, they seem to when we met them, they seem to know who our British Queen was, Elizabeth, in the way how they honored her and everything else. And they were about eighteen, twenty feet tall, those beings. They were quite big. Of course you could say, Oh yeah, they were the naval was in the Bible, but I think some alien species, they are just taller than us. It doesn't mean necessarily they are the biblical Nephilim, if you know what I mean. 
Uh, well, I do know you need if, a pair of binoculars to see expression on their face up that high. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, you got, let's say, the size of a species could also depend on how big their planet is. Let's say, what is the biggest planet in our solar system? Is it Jupiter or Saturn? It's Jupiter, but I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't really get the whole gas giant deal. I mean, what does that actually mean, a gas giant? Yeah. You know, what does it mean? No, but let's say... I mean, does it have a crust? Does it have a mantle? Does it have a core? I, I don't know yeah. what a gas giant planet actually is. Do you? I don't know. No, no, but let's say we take a planet with that size, and it's got life on it. And I believe life is also depending in ratio to the size of the planet in order to make it happen. I do have a relative that after a 4th of July uh, picnic with with a lot of baked beans and things becomes a bit of a gas giant. (laughs) That's a whole other problem. (laughs) Yes. That's a whole other problem we got to deal with. Yeah, you can imagine in the times of the cowboys and Indians and all those. I'll say the movie, uh, what was it, the movie called... Blazing Saddles. Yeah, well, well think about it. Everybody thinks the, were, the buffalo just go running for no good reason, but it had everything to do with the baked beans and the and the various yes. uh, cowboy encampments. <laughs> that's that's what really kept the Indians going all those years. Uh, anyway. uh, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, no. But I, I do believe that life is depending on the ratio of the body that they live on the planet, and. So if you've got, let's say, a big planet, or this five, or whatever time bigger than us, you can imagine that the life that is on that planet is also in ratio that, that time bigger than, than we are. So, and that also applies on the galactic scale. So, yeah, you could have beings, human beings like us, that are 20 feet tall, because their body that they live on their planet is five or six times bigger than ours. If you go back, if you go back with the scale of ratio and all that. But nonetheless, uh, within the inner Earth, you've got different races in different sizes and shapes. Some human and some more saurian and other types of, of beings. And yet, and the book of, on the frill of the book by Bueller, I think was partly based, going back, of course, to the 18th or 19th century, about this explorer that found his way into the inner earth and met with some of those beings who called themselves the Frilia or something like that. And, of course, out of this came in 1990, this secret society group. One of those members has read a book by Bueller, by this occultist, and they thought, oh, let's call ourselves the Frillia or the Frill Society. It makes sense if you need a name, and that is uh, what you go for, and your members like that. So, but yeah, the Frill Society, they went underground after the war, and they ended up also in South America and in Antarctica. But they became, they were a civilian organization. <clears throat> While the Tula Society and the SS, they came under the control by the Dracos. So they ended up in this 
in this uh, dark fleet as secret as a secret space program. But um, yeah, so we got about four or five of those secret space programs and with different agendas. But nonetheless, uh, this this space uh, in this fake alien invasion is still planned. I don't think that they're going to walk away from that because that is too too good to let it go away as an opportunity to to pull this new world order off, especially for the humans that doesn't that doesn't see the connections what is going on, and those humans are easily to being scared so that they are willing to give up their freedoms in order to fight the so-called false aliens, while those aliens are us. Maybe only with a uh, reptil, reptilian suit or a monkey suit. But nonetheless, uh, so yeah, the false alien, false flag operation of alien invasion, I believe, is still on the cards. I don't think that they will let it go away. So, and as you already po pointed out at, your, at the start of this uh, airing, is that God also sent us a very strong delusion in two ways. One way, the bad alien, and then the, good, the, the bad cop and the good cop. So that is all in the mix. The question for us is how to recognize what is what. In, in particular, knowing that the Bible has talked about a very strong delusion that will be sent to us as well. But nonetheless, the years to come, a, a lot is on our way, and also Planet X is in the mix, of course. Planet X has always been part of our solar system, so to say for our governments, when it comes, oh, we're going to blow it out of the way, it will not work. Because, for one, I don't believe God will allow that to happen, because... Planet X is part of our solar system in a natural way. Instead of a round circle around the sun, it got only an elliptic uh, part. It's, it's way too big. Yeah, it's huge. It's humongous. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just look at look at a picture of the uh, the sun. You know, they have those uh, illustrations on the internet. You can look at which shows you the. Um, you know, the earth side by side with, um, you know, the sun. Then imagine that sun failing and collapsing, which is still going to be like, what, a, thousands of times larger than the earth, even in its collapse state. And, and they, they estimate Nibiru in its collapse state as a brown dwarf to be about the size, you know, again, it's an estimation, of course, but about the size of Jupiter. That's yeah, big. what I heard that from my big. supervisors. Yeah. yeah, what I heard from my supervisors is that they estimate Nibiru five times our size. Oh yeah, I would I would submit maybe even bigger. I mean, the, one thing is for sure they they definitely estimate it as being exceedingly large. I've heard everything from three times the size of Earth to uh, to approximately the size of Jupiter. But yeah, no it. All I can say is that as far as 
You know, the Bibli- there's nothing biblical that suggests or implies that the destroyer, which I do believe in, I believe it's Jeremiah 4, verse 5, or 5, verse 4, or something like that, where it talks about the destroyer of nations. I do believe that that is a reference to planet X slash Nibiru. I do believe that's a sign of the Son of Man in Matthew 24, 29, also a reference to Planet X Nibiru, I do believe that it is a um, it is a, a solar system because why would you have a star, you know, I mean, just floating around yeah. without any planets orbiting it? So that 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 indicates that it ought to have planets, which agrees with it, many of the yes. stories, you know, and the and the lore and the. It's stuff in the Vedas, the stuff that was written in the ancient Chinese, Japanese texts and stuff. So, I mean, everything lines up. The one thing I noticed that was in the um, – now, you have the um, Dr. David O'Rourke prophecies or visions where he sees not, – not on just one occasion, by the way. He has about three separate vision events where in – Different ways he explains that the Lord has shown him, you know, in some in one way he says, well, there's multiple, I see multiple moons, I see many moons in the sky. And then there's another one that he has where he says, there are many planets that will be passing by Earth. Uh, you know, I, all I know is that when I look at the Ceremony vision, people on the Earth apparently don't see planet X in the sky full time. By the way, for those of you who uh, have seen the movie uh, Deep Impact, there's a scene in that movie which is very telling where they, the, this meteor or comet or whatever it is heading toward the Earth appears in the sky as a second sun. So we know that if you go out and you type second sun or two suns in the sky on Google and you go and you look at the pictures, there have been going back to like 2008, 2009, there are, I mean, in probably hundreds of thousands of photographs that people have taken over the years and videos and videos yeah. where they're actually panning the camera from the left to the right. So there's no mistaking it. It's not a sun dog. It's not an optical illusion. It's not a kit's lens flare. You know it isn't because they're literally moving the camera from the left all the way from their left all the way back around the horizon to the right, and you're seeing two completely separate suns. And that's fascinating because in the movie, in the movie Deep Impact, there's a scene where this meteor that's heading to Earth is close enough that the people of the earth, when they look up, see two suns in the sky. They see our sun and another sun, which, by the way, I used to subscribe to Astronomy Magazine, and they did a special on brown dwarf stars. And when a brown dwarf is heading past a, a, a full-blown sun, a real sun, you know, not a collapsed sun, but a normal sun, when it's in the heliosphere, where it's very close to the ionization of the heliosphere, of that sun, it will start to glow very brightly, like a star, um, uh, because it becomes ionized by the heliosphere. And they've actually taken um, photographs of that with, you know, large 
space telescopes. And um, I saw an article. I actually put it up on Tribulation Now, but I don't even remember where I put it. It's like somewhere in there. But um, it was an amazing thing. So here I'm sitting there with this like astronomy magazine special on brown dwarf stars. And they have a photograph that shows two suns in the sky. And I'm like, well, I'll be darned. That's just like all the two suns in the sky that you see in the, on all the Google pictures and, you know, on, on the Internet. And then it says right there, it says, uh, photograph taken with the XYZ telescope of a brown dwarf in the such and such a constellation. And I was like, wow, what a confirmation that these two sun pictures that we see all over the Internet, all over the world for now for well over 10 years, uh, is indeed, at a very minimum, if it isn't actually Nibiru itself. It's definitely one of the planets that are orbiting around it. So a lot of people will be like, well, how come I can only see it? Like, how come people only that only are in Phoenix can see it? And how come they can only see it this time of the day and I can't see it? The thing is, everything is in motion. And you're talking about an entire solar system that's in motion. Yeah. You can't. There's no predictability to when anything is going to be visible at any given time from any given altitude. That that's not predictable. You would have to have all kinds of mathematical information on the orbits and everything. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. So what happens is it be, it becomes it seems to be random. And people are like, well, wow, you know, you know, how how can that be this and how can that be that? But it, but it really does make sense. And um, I I find that fascinating that in the uh, Sarah Manet vision of 1979. Uh, she sees this chronology of end times events happening, which a lot of them are happening now. And um, the, evidently, now now this is assuming that her vision and all the details of her vision, which, which I believe are top-notch, top-notch, um, are highly accurate. And I think they are. And if that be true... The vast majority of the people on the earth will not be able to see all day long every day that second sun in the sky, that evidence of what Doug Elwell in his book, Planet X, The Sign of the Son of Man, Matthew twenty four twenty nine, Jeremiah 4, 5 or 5, 4, I forget whether the destroyer or the nations, it's not going to become full-time visible until like the beginning or right around the sixth seal. So that'll be after the world is enveloped in World War III. The Gog and Magog invasion will be in progress. Yes. World War III will be in progress. And then 24 by 7, you will see a second sun in the sky, and people will be pointing up and looking, oh, oh, what is that? What is that? In the middle of the wars and the bombers and the bombs and the paratroopers and all that. I, believe, so all I think you are right. You know what I mean? It's going to be like one big clap. It's going to be a gigantic global, um, like perfect storm kind of thing. And most people won't realize that it's the sign of the Son of Man. I believe Doug Elwell na- nailed it. I honestly believe that the full-time visual sighting of Planet X in the sky, ionized by the heliosphere of our sun, and appearing as a second sun side-by-side with our sun in the sky all day long. 
at that point in time, that will be the fulfillment of Matthew twenty four twenty nine. You will see the sign of the Son of Man, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. It'll be like that movie Melancholia. Remember that? Where everybody was freaking out, and they're like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die, because they all knew this giant planet was heading toward Earth and on a collision course. Remember that movie? What is the name of the movie? Melancholia. Remember that? It's a creepy movie. I, Lots of really weird. I can't see had, I like, seen that. Did you see it? Did you see the same no. scene where, where, the, where the women um, water dancers were making swastikas in the water? Which is fascinating because most people don't realize that the swastika is actually a symbol for Planet X. It's a symbol for the black sun. Remember that song by uh, Soundgarden? Black hole sun, won't you come to wash away my tears? That's about Planet X, but most people don't realize it. it yeah, Planet X has always been on the background, and, but it has been hidden in all kinds of occult and esoteric symbols without people knowing it, except the people in the top of the pyramid, of course, of the occult networks, but controlling all the telescopes and everything else. And, of course, they don't want the public to know for good reasons in their, from their point of view, of course. But it's, when you take all the literature in the world, it is all there. All the signs are there. You only need to know where to look for uh, besides, of course, the Sumerian records, yeah, the Vedas, the Chinese uh, sacred texts, and all the others, they all talk about it at one point or another in their timeline of their histories. And, yeah, we're going to be confronted again with it, if you like it or not. And the effects will be massive, especially if the height of the consciousness is negative, then the effect also will be very negative. But when it will, when it will drop by, fly by, depending on what side of the earth is directed to it, at the moment when it is the closest by the earth, yeah, then the, the, the effect will be massive. And we will not escape it. And people can yeah. say, oh, yeah, blow blow it out of the sky. Good luck, because you will not succeed. God will not allow that to happen. No. Yeah. And I, besides, we don't have even enough atomic bombs in order to, to even pull, push it away if we want to. I think we were, I think Esme was watching... Uh, a program a couple of days ago was on YouTube, I think, and it was about what would happen if an asteroid comes our way or a comet, and we try, it was about an expert, and she was watching those movies, eh, to to what, how real those movies are, yeah. and she said, one of the movies, if we want to shoot something out of the sky doesn't hit the Earth, we need to have that many times of atomic bombs, what we don't have. So what you saw in that particular movie, I think it was Armageddon that she was talking about, 
the scenario that you saw in that movie that they can hit the, uh, the, the comet or whatever and it's going to miss the Earth instead of hitting the Earth, that's not even technically feasible because we don't have the, enough atomic bombs in order to do that. No, but it's worse than that, uh, man. It's worse than that. Have you considered that ever since the Chris Rock smackdown by Will Smith, he's been taken out? We don't even have Will Smith to save the day. <laughs> oh my god I mean yeah. we're doomed man. But, we're doomed it's, it's, it's like that guy what was the name of that guy I forget the name of that guy that you know in, in the first uh, Aliens episode with Sigourney Weaver he's like I can't see the words that he was saying but he was like we're doomed we're doomed we're all gonna die remember that one scene and everybody's like shut up yeah. man you know uh, don't we know. have not also uh, four to save us from huh? uh, some Marvel movies like Captain America or Thor and uh, Norse gods. Oh, I, I know the answer. I know the answer. We need to breed an army of chihuahuas. They will scare <laughs> any alien race. It doesn't matter how mean their weapons are, how destructive, nuclear. It doesn't matter. Vermont, as you name it. Right. 26 mile wide motherships. If there are enough barking chihuahuas, they will leave the earth. <laughs> Okay. You know I'm right. Yes. You know I'm right. Chihuahuas is the answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's true that the smaller the dog, the, yeah, the meaner their bark seems to be. I don't know why, but probably overcompensation because they, they, when they are small, they seem to, their bark seem to be meaner in sound. For some reason. Uh, oh but, uh, yeah. No, but yeah, Nibiru, it is real. And people can can think, oh, yeah, it is all make-believe and it is all in the movies. Or you only have to look into the ancient histories in the ancient books of the different cultures. And it is all there in the open. Maybe by different names. But in the end, we talk about the same one in the same object. Well, I'm kind of hoping not to have to be here. I want to watch it from the um, the golden cloud of witnesses from the sky. Look down from okay. above. Yeah. Boy, look at all those things me and Robert were right about. <laughs> and Jesus tosses us Andy's candies. You know, hey, man, you get it, man. You, you get the prize. Andy's candies for yeah. you. Andy's candies for you. Or Budweiser or whatever. And for you, Will Smith, you know, you all get any scanning. Yeah. I don't uh, hear nothing about him anymore. Lately. How long do you think how long do you think it'll be before the um the fake or the real? Because we know that we got you know, fake alien invasions, TR three Bs, you know, all that kind of weirdness. And also, what is your thought? I mean, you know, we're getting close to the closing of the show, but I'm curious and I was and have been. You know that movie? I forget what the name of it is, and it's irrelevant. Everybody knows about it, and not everybody watched it. I watched a little bit of it. I thought it was kind of silly. It might have a lot of truth to it, but what's up with the whole, you know, I get the whole, you know, hey, there's like secret bases and all that kind of creepy weirdness in the moon. I get the dark side of the moon stuff, all that. Now, 
is there really like some kind of a freaky deaky Nazi alien presence like in underground bases on the moon? You know, uh, uh, you know that it is part of this strategic. The Nazis had the base on the moon, by the way. They do in the forties. Yes. Okay, so there's some truth to that. Yes. When you saw the movie, what was the movie that came out in 2012 with the Nazis? And the yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I know what you're talking about. It was weird. It was like yeah. um, Nazi, uh, this big group of Nazi dudes, you know, hanging out with, the, you know, the whole alien thing and spaceships and everything. What was that called? Yeah. Iron something. Iron something. Iron yeah. something. I-R-O-N. Do you remember? Iron something. I know. Here, I don't. I can put it into Google. It'll it'll tell me here. Google, Google or whatever. It came out Iron. Of I think. Nazi moon movie. Iron Sky. Called Iron Sky. Okay. But it doesn't have Will Smith. So it can't be any good. No. No. I agree. <laughs> it has uh, <laughs> German actor, actors and actresses in it. I know. I think one of them was. Uh, is Klaus Schwab in it? Is Zelensky in it? Is Klaus Schwab or Zelensky in it? Doing a cameo or something? Not not that I know of. No? That's not they realistic. Are, they are actually, not realistic. Yeah, uh, of course. But no, they had, a hit, they had a Hitler in it and he was very old and all that. Oh, uh, no Klaus Schwab though. Or, no Zelensky. No. No, that ain't he right. He's a modern day. He's he like, a modern day. He's going into a special operation or something, huh? He uh he he, he does come from a from a Nazi family, by the way. Uh, Klaus Schwab. Oh yeah, father, good he, he his father was high up in the Nazi party, and I, also connected with the military. I, uh, yeah, he sold himself <laughs> to the uh, U.S. military in I order know. to escape, of course. How can you you even listen to him say a sentence without going to yourself like Nuremberg trials, Nuremberg trials? Yes, I know. I know. It is so so insane. Oh, it's creepy. It's creepy. It's like Koblinka, Auschwitz, uh, Dachau. Oh, my gosh. Here's the guy. He's the one. They missed him. They should have got him. but, But apparently people don't seem to learn from history. Apparently, that's that's because <laughs> no, so never mind. It's, it's but... so pathetic. They stopped teaching history. Nobody cares about history. No, people are like Pearl Harbor. What's that? But anyway, I I I know it is that, and uh, as the saying goes, the ones that don't, don't learn from history have to repeat it. Now, well, aren't we actually repeating it now? Though, really, when you think about it, FEMA, yeah. You know, uh, we've got that, you know, that Ministry of Truth, which supposedly, supposedly they're backing off on, but don't believe it for a second. And just so much, everything that's going on right now across the world is really essentially a nouveau reenactment of World War II. And yes, it's it is. very super creepy. Very creepy. If or you're awake, maybe. Yeah. Huh? In essence, evil worse than the Second World War, or at least oh, it's uh, way worse to the Second World War. It's way worse. So, and the yeah, lessons that's... that they learned, the lessons that they learned in World War Two, the mistakes they made won't be repeated, and it will be that's way right. more clandestine 
and people will be less aware of it. And that makes it a thousand times more horrific and creepy. Um, yeah. Because at least during World War II, when those things were happening, people were aware of it to some extent. Now, when, when they start doing extraordinary rendition, taking people out of their houses at 2 o'clock in the morning, taking them away to FEMA camps, all that kind of stuff, people are going to be participating in it willfully. They're going to think it's normal. They're going to think that these people are being taken away because it's protecting them from society, from the evil. Yes. I mean, it's already happening now. It, it started with the they pandemic. Already did, uh, they did already rundowns during the COVID by telling people, if you see people going out of the homes more than once a day, right. call the police. Right. So I, I, I put an article up on this. It's already happening. I put an article up on Tribulation Now when I was, you know, I think sometimes this is why God makes me go out on these trips. You know, because I pray, I'm like, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, don't make me fly because I hate it so much and all this. So Atlanta, and I was in the Atlanta airport, and I'm like standing there, and I'm I'm like, oh, my gosh. I am in an Orwellian movie, Fourth Reich novel, creepy, weird. I couldn't believe it. And I'm watching this woman get her face facial scanned at the booth where they're checking all of her credentials and that bald-headed, creepy, satanic weirdo that they have as the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security is up on the monitor just above her head where she's getting her face, is her face scanned, and he's going, if you see it, you must report it. If you see it, you must report it. See it and tell. Anything that you see, you must report. And I'm watching this going, oh, my gosh. Oh my but God! At the same time, all those illegals going over the border, and suddenly they are not home as Homeland Security because no. it won't happen. It's, no. it's not they happening. Well, they need somebody to vote for Biden. There won't be anybody left if they don't bring them over. There's nobody who's going to vote for Biden. What they've got to do is take all the illegal aliens, multiply their votes times ten billion, and then maybe they can still be Trump. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely insanity. And uh, it's like, um, it, you know, it, Ecclesiastes, I think, needs to maybe just like there needs to be like a new, you know, Robert Vandrius Mitchell, Johnny Baptist translation of Ecclesiastes. It says instead of vanity, vanity, all all the world is vanity. It needs to be like slightly retranslated to say, insanity, insanity, all the world is insanity. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. It's same as in the, but that was going on. If Trump still would have been in, I think, we wouldn't have uh, Russia attacking or invading the Ukraine. You know, I hear him saying that, and I find that an interesting political statement, and it is possible that Trump might have been able to negotiate some sort of, I don't know, orchestrated tone down of the slaughter of the people of Dundas. No, Putin, only, Putin, Putin only recognized strength. So if you would no, say, no, I get that, uh, but he, Putin is still not going to allow. There's a limit to how much you're going to allow. Is it 14,000 yes, slaughtered babies? More, is that enough? Is 14,000 yes, slaughtered babies enough? More, but he would be still more reluctant to invade as he did now. 
we remember that America, especially from what was it? Uh, when was it when we withdraw from Afghanistan? Was it July or August? Twenty, what was it? Twenty-one. Um, I think the date is not all that important, but go ahead with your point. No, but yeah, when we withdraw out of Afghanistan in the way we did, and that was the the sign of weakness from the U.S. for all its enemies like uh, Russia and others. Yeah. It's but weakness. Last, let me ask you a question: If Trump stopped. Russia from doing their special operations and taking out the Nazis. What good would that do for anybody? My point is this. The Nazis were the Nazis. They're slaughtering innocent people and babies and children. They've been doing it for 14 years. The death toll is unbelievable, and it is a true act of genocide. It is unforgivable. It is unacceptable. If Trump's only goal was to stop Russia from doing their special operation, then damn Trump, damn him. Because that is not an acceptable answer. I am sorry, but I don't accept it. Stopping Russia from doing what needs to be done is what's important. Or is, 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 is not, is not, it's not a win, is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is Trump is responsible for the most deadly vaccines that have been released upon the world in, in his own yes, special is. operation. He is responsible for more deadly ventilator machines being created than any person on the face of the earth. I don't care if it was motivated by political means or whatever the case is. At the end of the day, he's a murderer, whether he knows it or not. And if he would have gone over to the Ukraine and told you know, or convinced whatever – Whoever, it doesn't matter who comes to the table. At the end of the day, if the slaughter of innocent children, babies, and, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in Donbass continued because Trump did something, then he still did wrong. That's my point. Okay, wrong yeah. is wrong is wrong. You can wrap it in a Snickers bar wrapper, but at the end of the day, it's still wrong. And that's that where true. I have a problem and with it. You I, know what I'm saying? I, I, I do agree that. The world was looking the other way around while the Azov Battalion and others like it were killing Russian-speaking uh, Ukrainians in, in the eastern state and from the, from the eastern part. And from that point, I fully uh, understand Putin, why he did his intervention or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, Putin only came to help because they were being slaughtered by those Nazis or neo-Nazis let, or whatever you want to call it. We let the situation get out of hand. The West let the situation in the Ukraine yes. get out of hand. And now, um, evidently – now, I don't know if you can give a lot of credence to this. I mean it might just be the shaking of the saber. But there is talk amongst the Russian cabinet about – taking the uh, denazification special operation into Poland because they got the same problem in Poland, not to the same degree, but they got the same problem in Poland as they have in Ukraine. The problem is that Poland is now officially with NATO. So if they try to do this now, that means that free will break out. Here's the thing. Most people don't know this and they don't understand it. But if you really, truly do understand the Russian army, the Russian equipment, the Russian 
expertise, the Chechnyan urban warfare expertise. When you understand what the enemy is capable of, NATO is a laughing stock joke. Russia and Chechnyan forces will mow NATO over just like a 20cc Honda mower will mow over grass. They will eat their lunch, pop the bag, and it will be game over. And if the Bible and, and, and Jack Van Impey's um, uh, uh, um, estimation of what the Bible supposedly – and again, I hold this you know, with a grain of salt at arm's length. But if Jack Van Impey's interpretation of what the Bible says about Russia moving – and there's others. There's others. It's not just Jack Van Impey about Russia moving across Europe toward the West, toward Istanbul, it's true. Well, then I, I know that you would agree that the provocation at this point is more than more than warrants. Yes. To responding to, to, the, to the aggression. The NATO yeah. nuclear aggression on the front doorstep of Russia's border we broke Absolutely. our agreement. Oh, they should have leveled us a long time ago. It is a miracle this hasn't gone nuclear yet. I totally agree that we are lucky with the patience that and restraints that Putin has shown to the West up till now because we went into Eastern Europe from 2003 onwards while we had agreed after the uh, that was still during the Bush senior government of 1989. We had agreed as NATO and as the U.S. not to go into the, the Warsaw Pact. You're right. It's the yeah. Warsaw Pact. Yeah. Yes, there was a signature of all of the Eastern Bloc states after World War II between Russia, or actually the USSR, which became the Russian Federation, and that yeah. was called. It was called the Warsaw Pact, and they agreed that they would not move the NATO lines, and it was actually written. In, it was written, This is what it translated to. We will not move yeah. it one inch closer to Moscow, and they reneged on the agreement, and they lied, 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 and now here we are. What? My God. And in 2003, Dude, years later? In. Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's it, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yes. What? And yeah, we moved in from 2003 onwards. Yeah. And now they try also to get uh, involved uh, Sweden and Finland as well. So They've already they signed completely... up. You heard it, didn't you? You heard that, didn't you? They've already signed up. They already filled no, out all I the forms. Okay. Yes, they have. And Erdogan in Turkey is flipping out. Erdogan is the only one that has any common sense left. And he's out there as a member of NATO, screaming to the world at the top of his lungs. Essentially, it's all on all the news, all the major news. You know, the Qatar papers, uh, the Russian papers, uh, the Middle East papers. They're like Erdogan's going, no, 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 no. Sweden and they cannot. Finland, no, they cannot become part of NATO because he knows. He knows that that will be pulling the pin from the grenade. Erdogan yeah. is not an idiot. And that's the only reason why uh, the powers that be behind the scene, they want this nuclear war as a part for their depopulation no, yeah. agenda. So they need, in order for the pin to be pulled, they need Sweden and Finland 
to join so that Russia will invade them. That is, unless Russia is not baiting whatever they try. I hope that they are not, but if if they do, then yeah, that will be the end of, our, of everything. And it, it, oh, it, to your point, it's all a provocation. So think about it. Yes. If, so let's look at how simple this is. If Sweden and Finland get inducted or whatever, they call it ascension or something like that, into NATO, all it would take is a radar, a, an air traffic control radar to say that a Russian jet flew over the airspace of Sweden or Finland. That's it. And they can invoke Article, article 5 because they can yeah. say it was an act of war. You know what I'm saying? It, when, when, you, when you make the situation Kent State and you've got two fighting factions that are within 50 feet of one another – and all you need is a third grader with a pop gun. That And that's really what they're looking for. They want to provoke Russia into pulling the trigger and doing something big enough. And I honestly, here's the thing about it, Robert. I don't think it's because they believe they can win a war against Russia and the Chechenian troops. No way. I believe that they want to invoke World War III, and they want to invoke terror, death, mayhem, destruction upon Europe, and they want to move that destructive perfect storm wave of end times evil across all of Europe and kick the whole thing in the high gear. I think that's their goal. They have no yeah. intention of going in there and trying to attack Russia because they already know they can't win. They know that. Uh, and also, they... So in, they go safe and well in their underground dumps, bunkers. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, if, uh, as I said, not for all the money in the world, they will get me in those underground bunkers with them. I have seen personally those reptilians shapeshift before me, and I don't need that shit anymore. So if others want, want to be with them, fine, fine with me, but... Don't get me involved with them, and no. they know that they know that Russia is stronger and more willful if it comes to warfare. Yeah. Amer no. Amer the American and the West are in comparison to the Russian sissies. If it no, comes to I warfare. know. No, I know. I know. Well, anyway, we've come to the end of this show. We're already 15 minutes in the over overtime. It, oh, it has been fun, okay. and it has funny, which I think is important because, you know, you can listen to a lot of end time shows out there. A uh, few of them are going to touch on as many subjects as we have touched on tonight, Robert. I always have a great time with you, brother. You're awesome. You're hilarious. You're funny. You have a great sense of humor. And, um, you know, and, 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 and you know, sometimes we just kind of, you know, turn a really dark situation over into a smile because the uh, it because Ecle John, Johnny Baptist and Robert Vandius Mitchell's version of Ecclesiastes says, insanity, insanity, the whole world is insanity. And it really is true. We, we have come to a place right now where it's a blessing to be alive. It's wonderful to get drawn closer to the Lord. It's excellent and outstanding to be in anticipation of imminent departure, but we 
do have to deal with a very ugly situation along that journey. And yeah. it's good to be able to kind of like, you know, become uh, Psalm, uh, you know, uh, 126 uh, 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 verse 2, where it says yeah. that our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. And they said amongst the nation, the Lord has done great things for them. And we need to be joyful. We need to laugh. We need to see this for what it is. It is an awful situation, but at the same time, it is the glory of the revival of our Lord Jesus Christ and our departure yeah. from this demon-infested rock. Hallelujah. Will you close the show with a, with a prayer for us tonight, Brother Robert? God bless you for coming. Thank you so much. Yes, and especially with all the insanity, including in the U.S., with the baby formula for parents. God help them. It's, it's, it's such an insanity what is part of, I believe, part of the depopulation program. Lord Jesus Christ, I come before you and I ask you to bless everyone that is on this earth, uh, your your Christian followers and also your non-Christian followers. I ask you to bless them and open their hearts so that they focus on you, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to send your angels around all your Christian followers. Uh, keep also John and his son Nancy safe as well and anyone that works on the program, John the Baptist, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to keep him safe for the next days, weeks, and months to come, and longer, uh, as he is your mouthpiece, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to keep all your listeners to those programs open in mind and spirit. Let them see and hear with your what you want them to know, Lord Jesus Christ. And I also ask you to enlighten all the all the leaders in the world with you on your mind, Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, some of them will do the works of the enemy, but I ask you to open up their hearts and mind if that is still possible. I know with you everything is possible, Lord Jesus Christ. And with that, I, I bless you for being the King of Kings, and I am glad that I found my freedom as a survivor, SOA survivor, and that I found my way to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You are a true blessing, not only for me, but for everyone that see you as their light in their lives, Lord Jesus Christ, especially in the times that we are in and in the times still to come, how crazy they may will come in the days or weeks ahead, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to bless everyone that listening now and listening in the days to come. In your holy and sacred name. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. I always enjoy our programs. Uh, you know, uh, they, you know, we explore so many different things, but we keep it on the light side. Hopefully we make a few people laugh, <laughs> yeah. smile along the journey. Uh, but uh, just God bless you. Thank you for joining us every month. You're welcome. And it's, always a, it's always a blessing to be here, on, especially in the times we are now, especially with those poor mothers, with their babies oh. and no baby formula. Because the government doesn't deem that necessary. Yeah, we we live in very dark times. It's such an insanity. Well, we it was all unnecessary. If we have taken pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It is part of the population. 
God, God bless you, brother, for, for joining us tonight. And, and again, thank you so much. I mean, you know, you and I, the two of us, we could go on for hours. It's a darn good thing you don't live in my I neighborhood. Know. I'd be like totally hanging out your house going, okay, dude, where's the pumpkin pie? Where's the apple pie? Where's the, where's the blueberry pie? And where are the flying sheep? And, and you know, and, you know, why, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, thank yeah. goodness Will isn't here to smack us around a little bit because we probably deserve it but anyway god bless you thank you for joining us thank everybody for joining us tonight thank you it is may 18th of oh goodness gracious 2022 what are we still doing here and lord willing i'll see you at the friday night prayer vigil 7 p.m on the east coast of the united states of babylon the great god bless you all thank you robert amen all right thank have you. a great night all love you buddy Bye-bye. take care you too Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? Will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.